so this is no sold episode 45 we're back again east west connection back from last week's uh tension <laughs> we had a little um a pause in the action from our our brotherhood our sharing of our love for wrestling to uh hash out some wrestlemania i guess uh disappointment on my end and, and duke <laughs> but we're back now how are you guys feeling feels pretty good everybody's <laughs> tempers have uh gone down a little bit even in the comments on everywhere people clowning me people clowning john people clowning <laughs> everybody it's all good though it's all good i feel True. like um i escape because i'm pretty like yeah yeah mid you know what i mean yeah, exactly like i don't really you know to like I, either extreme i've gone <laughs> gone hard in the past and i've you know they came after us for logan paul for sure <laughs> yeah, that was a big one and like i That's think true. maybe ko i mean i wasn't the one eating snickers at the post conference though you know what i mean anyway i feel like one million dollars live in the city of brotherly love you know um most beautiful city in the world <laughs> we're gonna talk about ecw tonight originating from the most beautiful city in the world so i'm excited back with my boys we're gonna probably get heated over something else that's true so it's something, all love, i don't know though, guys in the comments it's all love like we're gonna clash on opinions and stuff like that but we appreciate everybody listening and you know it's all in good fun so thanks for listening and keep it up absolutely it's uh brothers brothers tend to argue mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um Duke did clear that up uh, in the YouTube. Just wanted to thank everybody for listening and kind of repeating what he said, but the differing opinions are, uh, I guess, what make us human. But uh, to everybody everybody who was commenting and taking an interest in the little debate and, and just giving their two cents, we do appreciate it. Patrick, Ed, Zern, all the Instagram, troll or not, the guys on there. Gotta, I the got to give a shout out to uh, the cold brew puppy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, love that coming. name and Frank coming with that baby mama energy. <laughs> yeah, which I that's was like, comment that's of the funny. week. Shout out, Cold Brew Poppy. Yeah, he <laughs> eased the tension, I think, with that uh, insult. The baby mama energy. Baby mama <laughs> energy. Yeah, man. Man, that's better. I'm than gonna what use I was that. Saying. I don't. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Yeah, but I'm gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, I'll use it yeah. completely wrong. I'm sure out of context, but I'm like, bro, chill with that baby mama energy. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I didn't quite know what he meant, but it made me laugh. So, I, so <laughs> right. I commented and was like, all right, fair enough. And I huh? like his name because who doesn't love a nice cold brew? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm sure we will revisit the Cody Rhodes, um, I guess, fiasco in WWE right now, or the just the road to his uh, perhaps one day winning that title. But we'll get to some WWE sooner than later. They have uh, a few good shows coming up this summer. AEW has some good stuff coming up this summer. They just announced the show in Wembley, All In. Yeah, you crazy. know that that's Huge. near and dear to our hearts. That stadium, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's one of our favorite. Ninety two, where the greatest wrestling match of all time, crowned by us in <laughs> Duke's apartment or somewhere. Duke's <laughs> that was that was it. Place, you know. So that was uh, Castle McNaughton Yeah, so uh, you know. It's a it's yeah. a spot that like I'm excited for them to sit. Like I'm excited to see what they put together and like how many people get into that building. You know what I mean? Because like obviously it's not gonna be eighty thousand, right? It, 
they're they're not gonna be even be set up for that many i don't think but okay their highest attendance is twenty thousand. so it's like it's you would think oh, they wow. double you know potentially sure. triple their highest attendance at least double the uk mm-hmm. fans are desperate for an AEW show it seems yep. so i'm curious to see what they do because like i don't know i heard twenty five thousand people signed up for like the pre-sale on like the first day and the show hadn't even aired in the uk at that time when they signed up so like that doesn't mean everybody's gonna buy a ticket but then you have to figure people are gonna buy more than one most likely so it's like i don't Mm -hmm. know i think that's a good chance they get 50 plus thousand in there so that's cool i do too man and i think um like there's a lot of talent european talent that they're Mm -hmm. probably gonna get for this like Mm -hmm. i'm assuming osprey will be there yeah, like Jay White is now signed with them, mm-hmm. which is big. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a Jay White fan. Um, Aussie Open, I'm sure, will be there. Yeah, um, they just won the New Japan belts, I believe, as well. Yep. Aussie Open, so mm-hmm. yep. So maybe, um, you know, I don't know. I I agree. I think it's going to be huge, and I don't know, man. But I don't think they, I don't think they booked this venue without having Punk, dude. I really, really think like this might be it. I think it might be Punk and FTR against the Bucks and Kenny at this. I don't see them just booking this without like an idea of what the main yeah. event's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's such a big venue, and you know that you need your biggest talents available. You don't book it on nonchalant if you're nowhere mm-hmm. near close with like your top guys, you know? So like, I don't know. I don't want to like get myself excited for Punk coming back, and then you know, it's just, you know, Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi or something like that, which is also yeah. cool. You know sure. what I mean? But it's just, it's just not punk. Right. So I don't want to work myself into another shoot, but, uh, <laughs> brother, you know, Yo, it, but we have been manifesting this. I asked I Frank pre pre show. I said, he we're not hasn't... allowed to use that word. <laughs> yeah. Zern. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. Zern. Shout out Zern on the manifests. Um, but you know, we did mention this idea that, or at least I brought it up. I was like kind of coming at, AEW in a way is it time mm-hmm. to do a stadium show and prove not prove but like take the shot shoot the shot you're, you're on a very high trend right now we've been talking about it in the podcast and um turns out they are going to take a shot in the best stadium like better than I could have even written it up you know because mm-hmm. this is super cool to go to Wembley. yeah like I was for sure thought the announcement if it was going to be like a UK show would be at Craven's Cottage where Fulham play that Tony Khan is you know they're the owners of but that's only like a 20 something thousand seater, but still okay. like, you know, like a, a hall, you yeah, know, like yeah. where they did like the NXT UK shows or something. Yeah. But oh, right. Wembley, Wembley's such a shocker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, there's a different Wembley, like arena. That's a smaller arena, but it, like, it's mm-hmm. obviously not that it's the actual yeah, proper it's Wembley. Stadium. So it's like, it's crazy. It's very exciting. And I do think you're right about having punk in the, in the back pocket. You would think uh, promoting this, you would have a big name like him ready to go to sell those tickets. FTR or Dax was talking about maybe getting that elite versus FTR and Punk six man to sell 50,000 tickets is what he said. I mean, 30,000 would be a success. Anything's a success, but to show that you can draw that. And we, I, the reason I brought all this up was like, I want them to establish what their WrestleMania is quote unquote mm-hmm. so i yeah. can get excited every year what's the big show this might yeah. be or maybe not is all in so this is the second time they'll do all in but this was not aew right no yeah so technically it's the first aew all in mm-hmm. okay because it was it was just a pay-per-view it was just an event you know before it was, it was like with like a lot of ring of honor production i believe at the time 
you know, right. if you if you look at that, they like all those people sort of helped out. Now Tony Khan owns AEW. I mean Ring of Honor. So um it's interesting. Yeah, it's like it's interesting to see. And they just had Clash at the Castle there. We we saw how big of an event that was. And like I don't think that even had fifty thousand officially, but like still like the energy that that place had. Yeah, and, you oh, know, yeah. like the crowd was good. Yep. It felt you know that we I think when we discussed it at the time, like we thought it was better than we anticipated, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah, but like the sure. crowd yeah. is really good. The crowd helped, you know, and it's just that the fans desperate for wrestling there, you know. So like it's it's gonna be no different for this show, I believe. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm actually really. We even said it. at that one Me that too. like we kind of wanted to see Drew win. Yeah, yeah, because remember remember like the crowd was so into yeah. it. You we know? talked about like, the moment versus Roman's yeah. like streak, mm-hmm. I guess, or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we kind of bought into the moment, so I don't know. Maybe we'll have like a cool moment with this show. I don't know. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Um, do you think they need Punk to sell out a stadium like that or sell 50,000? Or can they do it with the current roster? Maybe they bring in Will Ospreay or yeah. there's some other European talent. I don't know who's a free agent. But um, yeah, let us know in the comments if you're hyped for this Wembley show. We definitely are for obvious reasons. I think all three of us had uh, Davey Boy versus Brett in our top 10 favorite matches of all time. I believe we did. Yeah, so that's crazy. Just a shout out to uh, Wembley. That'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll get back to, you know, some more current stuff. But we did want to talk about ECW, Barely Legal 97, which is the first ever ECW pay-per-view. This is kind of the anniversary of it. What would this be? 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's wild to think. But um, yeah, this week, it's 26 years ago, ECW, Barely Legal 97 from our backyard. Philly PA down at the ECW this, arena. The staying Beautiful power, the staying power of ECW is is like it's shocking, you know, because people mm-hmm. still to there's some people who that's their favorite promotion, a wrestling yeah. promotion still, you know, and it's and usually those are Philadelphians, but it happens, you know what I mean? And like whenever I hear people like I watch those what culture guys every now and then and different like online presence, and like you hear those guys like they're like British dudes, and when they bring up ECW, it's such a like a crazy thing for them you know so like it's funny to me just because i was a kid watching on channel 48 you know just trying to get it as much as i could friday nights of ecw so like it's cool to like that it's stuck around so long yeah when you talk about like the staying power you know a guy will get hit with a chair and they're still chanting like ecw you know or if if you know if a guy if raw comes to philly and there's like a former ecw guy or whatever like it's ecw ecw like when taz was here for um aew you know there's ecw chance like it's definitely still a thing like our listener lorenzi shout out to lorenzi i just saw him last week he's wearing an fbi shirt nice like and like he was a he wasn't born when this happened (laughs) just to give you an idea like that's crazy like yeah there might not be a week that goes by i don't think about an ecw um related moment in wrestling mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. like there's all it's always popping up or you can always have a six degrees of separation to something in ecw yeah. and you know what's funny is um so full disclosure i remember because we've been mapping out some episodes trying to get a little roadmap and i remember thinking wrestlemania cody's gonna bring it home duke and i are gonna be on cloud million mm-hmm. we gotta yeah. give frank a little bone let's give him because he's a big ecw <laughs> guy Little did I know. Here we here know, we are. Here we are. Yeah. Down but, in the but dumps. it's cool because I enjoyed it Driving. anyway. I haven't showered since he lost. <laughs> such a depression. That's funny. Yeah. Don't come I'm near sure. me. Right. Yeah. We'll have to. We'll have to. Um. 
you know, revisit the Cody talk, but the ECW um, that we knew and then that would eventually be, you know, revamped. We don't like to talk about it too much in WWE, but that's all some younger guys know as ECW, which is kind of sad. It but, makes sick. It makes me sick. Right. <laughs> but our boy, Punk, is a modern ECW legend. So that's yeah, cool. That's true. <laughs> yep. He fit in there for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, episode 23, it was we did ECW highs and lows. We spoke a lot on ECW. So if you want to check that one out, if you are an ECW fan, we do talk more in depth about the company and the highs and lows, like I said. But for this one, it was ECW One Night Stand 97, April 13th of 97, ECW Arena, Philly, PA, Swanson and Rittner. You'll never forget those streets. 1,170 people. You got to love the attendance. Wow. For a pay-per-view. For a pay-per-view. Yeah. Pretty amazing, right? Yeah. And I think, think about they, this, uh, John Boy. We just yeah. went to that Ring of Honor show and it had quadrupled the number of fans of like this mm. ECW pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Just like the scale of things. Like, mm-hmm. like whether you like whoever, whatever promotion you're into or not into, it's like wrestling's having a good time right now. That Ring of Honor could pull 4,000, AW will pull 13,000 for their pay-per-view. WWE obviously crushes. Even shows like GCW, like I've been to, have, you know, good crowds, loyal crowds too. It's like wrestling is just in a nice spot right now. Mm-hmm. It is. Do you guys think next year with WrestleMania 40 being in Philly that they'll run some shows here at the ECW arena? Someone like some have to, definitely. I don't even yeah. not even not even a question yeah. for me. There'll probably okay. be GC GCW would do like their whole weekend of events that they like to do with Josh Barnett's blood sport stuff. You know what I mean? They'll run an event. Ring of Honor is likely to run NXT. An event. You know, NXT will have an event. Yeah, like That'll be a wild week in Philadelphia for Philadelphia. Fans. I don't know. Um, I don't think WWE doesn't run at the arena though, right? Like when oh, they no. come, because I no. saw NXT at the Tower Theater of all places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, like cool. Impact so it might be like run, a weird place like that. Yeah, Impact has run the arena before, yeah. but like not. WWE. Well, WWE ECW to bring that up again, but we went to that um, Duke. I think you were there. Well, I know you were there, but um, do you remember when they did like? house shows when they rebooted ecw and wwe mm-hmm. and it was like kurt angle fighting stevie richards or something right in that ecw arena it was surreal it was yep. weird yeah we also but, uh, went to the last ecw show in that arena yes mm. like shout out just incredible ECW, you know <laughs> shout out yeah. jc um yeah so what do you guys remember uh just to dig in really quick about your fandom at this time because I hadn't been on the ECW train myself at this time. Like I wouldn't have watched this live. Yeah, me um, neither. I was probably okay. like a year too late to for me like too. this for like actually watching live. Yeah. Did Duke, did you watch this live? Do you remember? Were you in at this point? Oh yeah. I was watching EC I watched ECW since Eastern Championship Wrestling. Oh wow. Nice. So like um, yeah, so I saw like everything. Whether I remember everything is another thing. But uh, I was definitely like watching ECW at this time. I don't know if I watched this live. If I did, it would have been like on like a box. You know what I mean? No. Right. And I don't know that I had a box at this time. Um, I probably wonder what they were charging back then for this. You know, it's it's be interesting because the WWE was probably thirty dollars or something at the time. Yeah, twenty bucks or something. Yeah, something like that. That's what I would imagine. Yeah, because we had something called the wrestling cart at uh the local mall near us mm-hmm. so that's when i started to 
uh, revert, like reverse watch ECW when I saw it in like 98. Then I had to go back and find all the old tapes, which is when I would have started to see this kind of stuff. But was that you, Frank? Like you started the tape trade or whatever, find tape. Yeah, tapes. yeah. I remember that that cart that you're talking about. You know what I mean? Buy. I used to buy shirts from them and all types of random stuff from that cart. Mm -hmm. They would old spoil days. shit before the internet. You yeah, remember that? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I would go there and look at whatever they were playing and just stand there at the booth all awkward yeah. for like 20 minutes watching with the little TV that they had. Yep. just to see what was happening in the world of wrestling. Cause I didn't even have cable back then, you know? So it's like, for me, it was like any kind of wrestling I could steal from anybody. I would. That was the last time. Um, I think now, and I don't even think I'm being delusional, but like now and then are the two times I remember in my lifetime, besides when I was a young, young kid as wrestling being as popular as it was, because like, I feel like now you could put a wrestling card in a mall and probably sell about mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. You know, mm -hmm. maybe not 10 well, years probably ago. Probably not because malls are dying. Dying. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. <laughs> true. <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. That is a that is a fair point. But yeah, it was uh, pretty cool back then to just walk by this random wrestling cart and grab an ECW tape and just obscure stuff. But yeah, I used so to I was, go I'm... there like looking for shirts and mm -hmm. like even if they didn't have like a shirt that I wanted, I would just buy like a different shirt. Yeah. just because i was right. so like excited to have like this in the mall you know what yeah, i mean yeah, i wanted yeah. to like support it Keep them also met like some good dudes there at that at that wrestling cart r.i.p z-bar 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 r.i.p primo did primo work there yep yeah shout out primo 100 i thought so i bought a, I bought a um, talking rock t-shirt from there you would press the brahma bull and it would be like you smell what the rock is cooking he said like three on the shirt phrases. yeah you had three brahma bulls you would press them and they would each say a different <laughs> rock thing yeah that's so, classic right. you can wear that next year to wrestlemania <laughs> yeah exactly. wrestlemania 40 um yeah so this show was very interesting you know you start the show and i just wanted to point out like some of the things that stood out to me right off the bat and audio quality was obviously standing out you know just a little bit of a some trouble in-house audio but then as the show mm -hmm. went on i forgot on this wwe network they edit the themes oh brutal mm -hmm. so it sucks so bad none of them are acceptable no, and none no. of them are even close well i think taz's is acceptable okay because <laughs> taz's was it was um his theme music was war machine by kiss and if okay. you hear it like it's pretty similar to that like instrumental that they play yeah. Um, I know Shane yeah, Douglas being completely just, opposite. I'm just yeah, like, Shane like Douglas, Sandman. Oh, well, that yeah. Because uh, that yeah, was like, like part of you it. know, that was yeah. a whole thing. Like he would mm -hmm. come out, the crowd would sing his song. Keep this in mind, listeners. This was like the first time that happened. Now that you know it's become a thing in pro wrestling where like the fans sing like Jericho's song, and now they've been doing Cody's song and stuff. Like Sandman was the first. Yeah. Like they would sing every word yeah. of that song, and it like it's so dumb that we don't have that like yeah version because it's part yeah. of the show, dude. Like it is the music was part yeah. of the show. Well, ECW, also... unlike any wrestling company ever, I mean WWF in its prime had some really great themes as well, but like ECW yeah. with those licensed, unlicensed songs, you know what I mean that they use, it just added to everything you know like the guns just came out last week and they had a 50 cent many men like, yeah that's so weird and it's so weird, so weird but it made their entrance feel important you know for, for sure like a, yeah. for a good and it just adds to it these licensed tracks edge coming out with yep. slayer you know yep. like it just mm -hmm. 
you know, it just adds to it. And like ECW did it the bootleg way, and that's why we can't hear them anymore. But it was cool at the time. And ECW had like some awesome songs. Like mm-hmm. their opener was Rob Zombie. Yeah. yeah. Thunder Kiss 65. That mm-hmm. was like the opener of their show. And like Deep Purple was Shane Douglas's uh theme song. Like that so much. Uh ACDC for Candido. Like there were, yeah, you can name them so all cool. day. Yeah. yeah it's RB, RBD Pantera. Oh, yeah. Right. Pantera. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Um, so that's one thing that stood out watching it again on the WWE, you know, network Peacock or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the theme edits. But if you get by that, you know, they did not censor the rabid ECW chants or the <laughs> the curse words. They didn't do any of that, which is, you know, you can't. I mean, the whole show would just be one long bleep. I think. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. yeah. We've tried that here on No Soul. And that gets <laughs> uh, <laughs> a quarter of an episode. <laughs> Gave up. I gave up. I gotta hire somebody for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that one of all the episodes. No. Um it's not in the book. But yeah, the the interaction and the energy of those fans, the ECW fans, and how they were just as important as like some of the stories and angles and matches in the in, in that company. Like the fans we talked about on that other episode, 23, it was ECW uh highs and lows. Just like the fans are a staple with uh mm-hmm. And, and like, I don't show. know about you guys, but they don't annoy me as much because, like, I for whatever reason, like that crowd being so involved, I like accept, and I'm just like, I think it's the way it should be. Where now, sometimes crowds can get a little too much, like wanting to be the show, you know, mm-hmm. instead of letting the guys perform in the ring, and it comes off as cringy. But I think because like, these were the ECW, OGs, would you agree? Maybe, yeah, yeah. Pro- of these rabid fans who are part yeah. of it, probably, you know, and it's like, yeah, and I just like when I watch that, I'm like, without it. I don't even know that I'd care quite as much, you know, mm-hmm. with some of the shows. But nowadays I get annoyed when the crowd is like too. I like a good crowd. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But like a proper good crowd, not like the attention's on the crowd. And like right. ECW to me, they would overstep boundaries like by today's standards. But like then it was just like cool, different, you know, and but it made the whole place feel rabid. Do you guys think that it's because you agree with what they're saying too? Yeah. You know, like, because yeah. a lot of those chants like – the you effed up chant, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that you kind of there were smart fans. And I think yeah. that they are vocalizing your opinion a lot of the time. Yeah. Probably. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, and they respect like, dude, like that uh, six man will get to it because we're yeah. going to cover all the matches. But like they they tried this exact thing in WWE mm-hmm. and they got crickets. Yeah, right. They show up in ECW, they're bound yeah. down to these guys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like they were smart. And as as much as um they get flack for being like uh like you mentioned, like maybe overstepping their boundaries or being rough on wrestlers, they respected you, dude. If you were good, mm-hmm. they gave you a chance. Like yeah. Chris Jericho was like a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. And he went there and they were like, Oh man, this is Chris Jericho from Mexico. All right, yeah, we know this guy. You know, so like I think they were as much like flack as they get for being rough on people and stuff. They showed love too, though, when you when you deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. And they would always initially come out with respect too. Like if you were like a WWE legend or a wrestling Mm -hmm. legend. Yeah. And you show up, they would show you mad love unless you turn on them like King did or something like that. That's instantly hate, you know, blood hate too. But Mm But that's just yeah. that's part of it, you know. It made it so cool, and like like you said, there's like a there's an old legend who pops up on this show, and we'll get to it. And it's like 
they, it's always it's always respect or shock. Yep. I remember when Pillman debuted a shock on people's face. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, somebody from the big leagues. You know, and I, I I just I genuinely do love like that audience. I was showing my girlfriend for the first time. First, I showed her that John Cena RVD. I always show everybody that match, like for just yeah. for a crowd. But then it was like I was watching it this morning. She wakes up and I'm just like watching this insane crowd. I'm like, this is these are the shows. Like these are the legit ones, not the WWE ones. But that's yep. how it was. Yeah, and like you mentioned about the legends, like. I remember Arn Anderson showed up there, mm-hmm. like Ron Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful Bobby, like all these guys all got like good ovations, you know. And like Scott you said, they... Paul, if you ever see that Scott yeah. Hall, oh yeah, of course, like, oh, they love yeah. that. Um, it's just like even Sid, who like has said, a bad until... reputation with fans, yeah. but Sid got love too. I mean, I think does he have a bad reputation with fans? Because I maybe like more his... with the boys, maybe more with the wrestlers. Yeah, right? with the boys, like I get that. You know, he wanted to play softball and stuff, but like you can't mm-hmm. deny, like larger than life. Yeah, you know, like when he came in the room, like oh yeah, people were like, oh shit, there's Sid, <laughs> there's this fucking monster. Also, the fact they fans. almost killed Arn Anderson legit, so that like it added yeah. to that. That's true. It added to that mystique of this guy's actually a psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're going to get to that legend you spoke about and his uh, debut unmasking, if you will, later on. Uh, I popped. I thought it was cool. He, but what, yeah, let me not skip ahead. Imagine um, that. <laughs> yeah. So we started with a tag team title match, ECW Tag Team Championship, Dudley's versus the Eliminators. At first, I'm watching this, and I felt like it was more or less just like a showcase for them to kind of just there wasn't a lot of like psychology, quote unquote. There was a lot no, of moves. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. get our moves. Move after move. But then I realized that the eliminators were kind of just squashing them. Did you guys get that feeling too? Like I didn't so I didn't remember that match like at all. But I was excited, you know, on paper going, okay, it's the Dullies versus the Eliminators. That'll be sick. And I was let down just because like like you said, it was like kind of like them, they just came out and destroyed the Dudleys. And yeah. And it was short, you know, but uh but I did think it was cool, but like it suffered because of that. Like I gave me 20 minutes of those guys. And that's, mm-hmm. you could argue those are the two best tag teams they've had. I mean, obviously there's a lot, they had plenty of good teams, but yeah, the eliminators were so cool. But one thing that was like glaring to me that I just don't remember was how big Bubba looked. Like he oh, looked dude. like twice the size one, of Perry Saturn. I was 100% like, was going to bring that up. Yeah. I was just he like, looked dude, like a huge. giant. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. Cause you don't even, think of, you think of Saturn as like a medium dude, mm-hmm. you know? Like he was but always like, jacked too. Completely so. agree with you, dude. Yeah, Bubba looked like a giant. Yeah, it's crazy. He did. The Eliminators did have some like really, really good offense though, and they got their stuff in to say the least. Tandem moon yeah. salt splashes. Mm-hmm. Saturn especially so agile, so talented as like an in ring performer. I yeah. we we know how he his career went, and you could call it successful. He went to the WWE. WWF, WCW, you know, WWE. yeah, WCW, of course, WCW, great run there. But um, overall, I guess looking at this one, I'd have circled him back then and been like, maybe future world champ. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we didn't know how his promos would be or his ability or you know, um, but at least looking at him and his work, he looked great. His moves yeah. were great. Uh, how would you guys think of the 450 by Cronus now that it's like so overdone now, or at least very mm-hmm. it's commonplace? But the yeah. the crowd, it was breathtaking for me to see. I think in ninety seven, he was he was a bigger dude too. Exactly. So like that was even more impressive. He always kind of gave me like Hugh Morris vibes. Yeah, I okay. guess you what know? you're saying like his um, build and, and yeah, yeah, and like you were talking about world champion John, like 
it's funny because one of these guys did win a quote unquote world title, <laughs> yeah. and it was not the guy that we all thought would, you know, which is interesting. And R.I.P. Cronus, by the way. Peace. Yeah, R.I.P. to a lot of these gentlemen uh, on this show, but. Yeah, there were some FU Devon chants as soon as the match started. Um, Ooh, yeah, which I found funny. Big time. Just, yeah. Right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Coming in hot, you know. Um, the Dudleys were, like, definitely the most hated tag team there, for definitely. sure. Yeah. Hands down. Maybe the most hated people in ECW yeah. ever. I mean, I they got... them, too. Oh, yeah, man. Like, mm-hmm. they got real-life heat, man. Yeah. Like, woof. It was really Bubba. Um, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I think Bubba I was like Devon's like a likable guy for some reason <laughs> to me. Like I never looked at him like I hate like I hated him, but Bubba, he could incite some real like anger in fans. Oh, Genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's funny is you say that and every that's pretty much everybody's, you know, what what everybody thinks of Bubba and Devon. Like Bubba's the jerk off, Devon's like the chill one. And I mentioned this on the show previously, but when I met them. Diva was maybe the most rude wrestler I've ever met live. Wow. Like in right, person. That's right. And then Bubba was fine. He wasn't very friendly either, but mm-hmm. he at least acknowledged my existence where Diva <laughs> yeah. tossed my stuff to the side like he couldn't be bothered. So yeah. it, it ruined Diva for me, actually, uh. with that meeting of them. And I was just meeting him out of respect. And I was just like, okay, thanks, guys. But Spike Dudley was cool as hell to you. Yeah, exactly. Spike saved the Dudley Is that family. When we got the combo, Frank? Yeah, I had okay. a combo. I was in line with for everybody. Oh, you actually yeah. got the combo. I actually had the combo. Okay. That was like a birthday okay. gift from my mom. I don't yeah, I don't think you were there. I think I was there with uh Ray Ray, maybe Ray Ray okay. or Brit. It was one random time. Okay. The yeah, I kid. feel like oh, sorry, but I feel like um with that first match, the opener, uh, you did mention Frank, it was short, it was only six minutes, eleven seconds, and the eliminators got I'll just say 90% of that offense. (laughs) And I was trying to scale, you know, scour the net and just try to figure, figure out if there was a reason that they, because they didn't leave. Obviously the Dudleys were around far long after this, but it was forever. You know anything about it? Like why this was a squash match, in my opinion, for the tag titles. Yeah. I don't personally. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I didn't Privy. have behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wasn't sure. No, what's funny is I swore the Dudleys were going to win, though. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I always felt like they had the belts all the time there. Yeah. So, like, it was surprising to me to see a title change, which was cool. It's always, you know, it's cool to watch old shows when you don't know what's going to happen. Because yeah. then it's like, it's like a new experience for you, you know. And uh, that's why I oh. love watching the real old stuff on Peacock and stuff. So. Were there belts like IC belt, uh, IC straps too, like old WWF IC straps converted? It, kind of looked, like like that. That. it looked that yeah. way, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of looked really like did it. look just like. I'll tell you what, though, belt stuff, you yeah. their world title though looked nice mm-hmm. at, at this point. I think at this point because mm-hmm. their old belt, the the Eastern Championship Wrestling belt, was ugly. Mm-hmm. It was like it looked like a piece of copper with like the state of Pennsylvania <laughs> yeah, on it yeah. or something. It was so right. bad, but I thought this belt was pretty nice. Yeah, this was, um, you know, like I said, it was a little bit of a squash match, quote unquote, uh, where the Eliminators got most of the offense in. And they did uh, get the win, but afterwards, Joel Gertner comes in and and I guess he says that the Dudleys. <laughs> he scored it. Yeah. He scored it, 86 to 83, and he, mm-hmm. he announced the Dudleys were still the champs, but Eliminators did take the belts. And I'm pretty sure that that is the recognized 
result. The eliminators and did. Gertner so, takes a total elimination too. That's like oh, looks like he can't right, it right but, in the mouth. But he got it twice. Yeah, didn't he get or, it like in the beginning of the match? Or am I tripping? Well, they gave it to another dude in the beginning. Uh, I think it might. No, they, they gave it to sign it guy. Sign guy does. Oh, it. Okay, okay, yeah. Because I was like, didn't he just get total eliminated? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was sign guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was sign guy. It was somebody else. I know what you're talking about now. I remember, gotcha. Okay. Because they needed to cover. That makes if you're sense. Smart. Yeah. You got a little tiny hand up in front of your face so you didn't get killed. But um, Gertner yeah. took it like a champ. You yeah, know, it was pretty, I, pretty nasty. What are your thoughts on Joe Gertner? I don't we think we've ever mentioned Joe Gertner on the show before, but I'm a, I'm a Joe Gertner mark a little bit. But like I, oh, whenever I'll look up Joe Gertner, like, you know, videos just because he makes yeah. me laugh with that. Ridiculous yeah, I think he's he definitely said. like talented, you yeah. know, to get out there and like he had the gift of gab for sure. Yeah, Not everybody exactly. can do that, man. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can just get in front of a, of a live audience and talk, you know, and, he definitely would say like weird random stuff, but oh, like yeah. he was very clever. Super sexual. He, you know yeah, I, mean? I was gonna but say like, he's the guy yeah. that I didn't want my mom to walk in the room. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Like, Probably because you know? she would want to hit on him because he's a stud mm-hmm. muffin. Stud muffin. That's true. With the neck brace. Stud muffin. Did he have the neck brace? <laughs> and then no, he, he would did put not. the but no, but he would get it and remember he put a bow tie yeah, around exactly. it, which just an idiot. He was funny. Yep. Chest hairs out like Duke. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, this was, um, you know what? It's interesting. It's totally off topic, but watching the eliminators, I, I got like, if you could compare them to someone for anyone who's never watched ECW current fans, like the Lucha bros, kind of that offense where it's like kicks, aerial strikes. Mm-hmm. They had like this really cool repertoire and it was really fast paced too. Like that. Like yeah. it was, they had a, a the, modern the style, I guess, cool. you know what I'm saying? You could put them in yeah. now. We talked about work. them on like our tag team episode, mm-hmm. but like the Eliminators, they get forgotten. You know, even by ECW yeah. fans, I feel like yeah, so crazy. much stuff happened in ECW, and the, the Saturn moves on, you know, fairly early in like the, the highlight years of ECW. So I feel like they forget, but like they were innovators, like for sure at that time. Yeah, big boys too. You know, like guys you didn't expect to do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I rated this match a three point nine for an okay. opener. It was a squash, but I feel like as far as, you know, six minute match where you see a a bunch of offense, it was fun. It was a fun enough way to start the show. Did you guys rate this match? And if you did, what'd you do? I gave it two and a half stars out of five, uh, five out of 10. Um, Just because that was more just because I liked what I saw. I wish there was more of it. I'm probably being Mm. generous with it, but I I like the guys involved really, even though I have heat with the Dudleys, you know, I respect what they (laughs) did, you know, so it's sort of like, I was excited. I wish it was more of a match, but like I said, it's just cool seeing Perry Saturn. I've always been a Perry Saturn guy, so I enjoy him. That's fair. Duke, what do you got? Yeah, almost exact as you. Four out of ten. Bret Hart style. (laughs) Bret Hart style. Like you guys mentioned, I think it was um, just short. You know, I'm also a Saturn guy, so I like the Eliminators, too. I think they might get lost, Frank, because, like, when I don't know, like they didn't have the titles a whole bunch. Like yeah. the Dudleys, you just think when when I think ECW tag teams, I think the Dudleys, you know, because yeah, they just I feel like they just ran shit there for so long, you know, like but the yeah. gangsters, um, if the it Dudleys. Was, like you mentioned, John, if they would have had like a bit of a story, you know, right. um, you know, but it together and we got a title change, which is cool, but nothing special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun little opener. Um, 
But although the next match, I, I, you know, this one I had circled as I remember looking at the card. I didn't want to spoil who won, but uh, mm-hmm. this one I was so excited for. Mm-hmm. Two guys, I think we we all three of us really, really think highly of both of these guys. Lance Storm yes. versus Rob mm-hmm. Van Dam. This was supposed to be Chris Candido versus Lance Storm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Candido was injured, which this guy's some of the worst luck in wrestling history, I'd say. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about maybe later on what you think of, of Candido as, uh, you know, I know people, I think they look back fondly on, on him and his ECW run, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Candido because he comes up again <laughs> later on in the show. But yeah, when I, I just feel like with RVD and Storm, we're destined to have you know, a Matt classic here and another match that you could take from 97, put it on Wednesday night or Monday night or Friday mm-hmm. night. And it's like, fits right in with the modern style. You got Rob Van Dam, who athletically, the minute I saw him, I was a hundred percent in. And it took me a little while longer to appreciate what Lance Storm was doing out there. Um, yeah. And now looking back, I think he was, I think he's underrated still somehow. I know people give him love, but yeah. You watch something like this, man. Crisp as they come. Yeah. Lance Storm. Dude, um, when this Matt, when I saw that this was on the card, I couldn't remember Lance Storm at this time. And then when you see him come out, you go, Oh, okay, because he's very early days of Lance Storm's mm-hmm. like career, I guess, on the in the big time, so to say. But um it was one, it was another one though where I was slightly let down by the time of it, even though they got more time than the eliminators. It was like I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be like a classic. Cause I really didn't remember this match at all. And it was obviously very good technically, like you said, Lance Storm. I will say Lance Storm is one of he's he's probably the definition of a guy like dude, if you could talk better, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's uh, of a guy who like had everything except that and it really held him back you know and they try to make it funny when he'd be like if i could be serious for a moment in like the mm-hmm. wwe but never could get past that like hurdle because like he's so good it's crazy to me mm-hmm. and um and he's not mm-hmm. brought up like in like best ever combos right because he just he didn't have the career that a lot of these other dudes had you know but it's a shame because this match with rvd with a chip on his shoulder too a little bit rvd in this match and it's just like showing out i enjoy it i had fun with it wish it was longer give me five more minutes of them and i'm like this is like a classic to me yeah because it was 10 minutes and uh duke lance storm coming out with the rat tail by the way yeah yeah um i'm trying to think like 97 that that was probably over by then so (laughs) yeah he did he cut it off almost immediately in ecw it didn't last too long he's also did you guys notice how small he was comparatively yeah to like his later years especially at traps and all yeah he wasn't all juiced up yet like yeah, when yeah. he was an impact player like i remember the crowd would like yell steroids and like stuff <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, yeah. to him in the crowd um yeah i mean on paper it sounds good i did think it didn't live up to that paper yeah. you know um i thought that it was fine like um I, it was kind of sloppy, honestly, to me um, in some spots, but that's just the nature of ECW, really. And, you know, when you incorporate weapons and, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff that you can do. Um, and RVD, let's be honest, we love RVD, but like he wasn't the most crisp dude, you know, no, like no. Right. he would that's do entertaining thing, stuff, yeah. though. And he had mm-hmm. charisma. And you mentioned the chip on the shoulder, Frank. That's the RVD that I prefer. 
yeah. you know like i remember him cutting a promo and he was like yeah i can talk when they don't make me say yeah dude, dude blah blah yeah, blah yeah, exactly. yeah like and like that's it like just let people talk from their heart exactly. and it'll work and obviously this was a work shoot you know yeah, like yeah. him coming out and saying he's gonna work monday nights and stuff but yeah man i definitely liked the chip on his shoulder he also to me looked very big mm-hmm. like he was like a thick boy you know mm-hmm. like, yeah and uh yeah so i i thought the match was fine but like you think those two names it's going to be like a banger but also it was like lance storm i don't know if it was his first match there but it was early I think on, so, you know yeah. so like you know it was what it was for the time if mm-hmm. you put them at the height of their careers it'll be much yeah, better great for sure. yeah for sure what's interesting about that um real quick on each of these guys i think storm was maybe an example of a guy 10 to 15 years ahead of his time because there's been plenty of guys now who especially in like aew or ring of honor you Mm -hmm. don't have to be a great talker to be the number one or number two guy Mm -hmm. right so he maybe was a little ahead of his time and with rvd yeah real quick about lance storm like lack of mic skills like in wcw when he did that whole team canada thing i thought that was good yeah true true like we we had the belt yeah, like yeah. he won three belts, mm-hmm. you know, like in a few weeks. Um, I think that maybe it was like Vince saw him and he was like, oh, look at this guy. You know, mm-hmm. like, of mm-hmm. course, he didn't make him. So he had that going against him. Yeah. You know, remember, they they ended up making him try to dance and like right. literally making Lance Storm like try to dance. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think if they would have, again, just let him and maybe like yeah. it would have. Yeah. But obviously. Some guys don't have, you know, that gift of gab, but at least come out and just speak from your heart, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. like, but he could but have. Tucci's think... right. If it was, if he was modern day wrestling, like these internet sure. fans, you mm-hmm. know, they would gas him up like the greatest, one of the best on the planet types, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Regardless of, because what happens with a lot of these indie guys that they're like, TK signed this guy or WB trying to sign this yeah. guy just because he's mm-hmm. like this indie darling, best technical wrestler. But at least he's not like three feet shorter, like Gresham or whatever. We could actually right. relieve the dude, you know? So yeah, exactly. I, it, if it was modern time, Lance Storm would probably get so much love. It's crazy. But do you think yeah. like, do you think like main event level though? Like you think modern? That? Because like, I do. In I some think companies, of, maybe here, not hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I think of him as like a Brian Danielson. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Work wise. Here's the yeah. difference Brian Danielson can talk. Yeah. But you, you just know, said so it. I like, think Storm, if he spoke from the heart, you know, back yeah, then yeah. I think it was harder to be recognized. Even if you were if you were below average back then, you were terrible because everybody mm-hmm. else was well, not everybody, but there were some kick ass promos back then, right? Yeah. Especially even in that company. So maybe it was just he was average to below average, but in modern days he'd be fine. You know, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think he yeah. was terrible by any means. But yeah, I wanted to ask you guys ended up and he had a good career. Yeah. You know, like overall, like you know, everywhere. Tag team you know? champion in ECW, um, US champion in WCW, cruiserweight champion in WCW, hardcore champion, uh WWE intercontinental champion. He had he did two, have the right? intercontinental title. Yeah, he did. WWE tag team champion. He defended it at SummerSlam, I remember. Yeah, I mean, even in WCW, he's one of the first guys I think of when I think the last days of WC, like the yeah. bright spots. Yeah. He's yeah, one yeah, of them. For sure. 100% yeah. agree. I want to ask you guys real quick about RVD because um, comparatively, I was thinking like, man, there's guys like Edge 
Sheamus who have 14 world title reigns. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, why? Like, why couldn't he be one? Rob Van Dam. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that era where Shame. people got a lot of shit. I think the wrong, yeah. the wrong guys didn't love him. The guys like Triple H, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they weren't like his best friends. Like yep. Sheamus obviously gets that pass, right? Yep. But like other guys even who've had like great careers, who they just, he didn't fit like their mold, you know, I think. And we we talk yeah. about it all the time. Like if Vince doesn't make you, you, you have that against you. It doesn't eliminate you from being a top guy, but it's always going to be held against you in some kind of way, especially back then. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he, listen, when he, he did win the world title, he did, he did shoot himself in the foot with my boy Sabu, you know what I mean? And they got pulled over by the police and they ended up losing the, he ended up losing the belt right away and Sabu lost his job. So like that stuff came back. But you know, they brought him back so many times to pop a crowd and stuff that you like, there had, you see something in the guy and he had cool WWE entrance music as well. You know, it's like, it's a shame that he didn't get more top guy status. If he, that's what I'm saying. So, right. Like he shot himself in the foot, right? Mm-hmm. If that's today, Edge, if that's uh, Randy yeah, Orton, no, what happens? Yeah, one, not do they right. keep the title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yes. You know, like so. The bullseye. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. no, no, no. Yeah, You're right. He's not right. a homegrown. No, I'm asking. I'm not yeah, trying to I be agree. facetious or anything. No. You know, it's just like he shot sure. himself in the foot. The guy smoked weed. Yeah, no. yeah. You know what's funny know, about like, that, bro? They booked him as the lazy, dumb stoner guy, and then he gets pulled over with weed. <laughs> And then yeah. they like strip, but then you book him as that yeah. character anyway. But Bro, like, that I'm goes back to character. me saying that goes back yeah. to me saying like the wrong guys didn't fuck with him because like obviously yeah. Edge and Orton, right? Like the right guys love Orton's them, had some right? problems. Let's yep. be real. It, that's what no plenty he did, like, but did he ever get fired for it? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. He always got yeah. he always skated by because the right exactly. dudes trips was his boy. You know Vince loved them. Vince groomed them to be that top guy yeah. type. You know, and it's just RVD was like. The guy who just wanted to do his own stuff because he RVD's even shot him like on um HBK a little bit like how yeah. HBK I, I was watching a clip of him talking about HBK like backhanded complimenting him saying like oh man or you know it's like saying he like, do oh, the cross eye yeah. yeah yeah he did though he goes hard with the one lazy eye dude dude that impression is actually very funny when yeah. RVD does uh HBK impressions but, it's a shame though because that RVD HBK was a dream match oh, for dude, oh my gosh, Duke and for I sure. but probably I mean, you but like, I don't even like the guy but like obviously but from never, just like watching a match point of view like yeah duh and that but was it was like a six minute when, match right yeah when Sean oh did it actually happen Monday Night Raw okay I wasn't sure if it actually happened what was there interference or something I'm sure, but it was a very, very quick match. Yeah, I remember and I it was right the after one and only time won. they fought. Mm-hmm. I remember it was right after Sean won the Elimination Chamber, right? Exactly. Yeah, because we were Title so defense. pumped for that, you know? Hey, man, mm-hmm. say whatever you want. Former WWE champion Rob Van Dam. They sure. can never yeah. take it away. I wanted to they put did him take it and... away, but... <laughs> yeah. But he had it, and he had that big win for Cena. Like and it's such a showed, moment, uh... too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's such a moment in WWF programming, like that ECW show, and Cena's involved, and Edge is involved, you know, and Paul Lee's involved. So it's like, it's a shame, man, that, like, they treated him like a jabroni. Yeah. He smoked did, a uh, <laughs> did, yeah. Uh, San- did Sanders think uh, that the crowd was crazy, like, for a wrestling oh, crowd? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, on the ECW One Night Stand show, like, yeah, yeah she yeah. couldn't believe it, actually. She was like, oh, my God. I'm like, see? Like, that's what I like about showing people that don't know wrestling that video or like, that match. It's just Throwing like, the t-shirt back, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love that, too. Like, I love that all host t-shirt. John Cena played that so good, you know? Like, I'll give credit for that. Perfect villain. Yeah, I wanted to take uh, a minute to just 
you know, give RVD and, and Storm their props. But uh, real quick, I'll, I'll wrap the match up because like you guys said, it wasn't super long. It was 10 minutes. RVD with the five-star frog splash just as a high spot here. Wasn't his yeah. finisher yet. Yep. Yeah. Took note also, of that. Also, Lance Storm, the rolling crab, how he won. He used that in the match. Yeah. Right, but it was a Boston crab. It wasn't the single leg yeah, crab. And yet. then he turned it into the single leg. Yeah. Correct, right. Yeah. Um, also Storm was being a little too gentle with those chair shots in the crowd. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Sorry, it's he's funny. a nice Canadian, you know. <laughs> right. Like, it's so funny. funny. That was like a Hulk Hogan chair shot. Dude. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it it was um I don't know. What did you guys think like towards the end? I I feel like Storm was I don't know. Like, I know that they like to mix up their roster, you know, like mm. the fans did eventually accept him more as a heel with just incredible though. Right. Like he was oh, never a baby sure. face yeah. in ECW. No, nah, well, he was a, he was a baby face actually. Yeah. Cause he mm. was, it's when he was with the triple threat. You guys will remember once I say this, he's with the triple threat, him and um, Candido were beefing. They did a dream tag team match. Remember? Storm's mm-hmm. was... Storm's partner was going to be Sonny. It turned out to be Al Snow. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, he was a big part of uh, like a big. It's actually a big moment in ECW history. Yeah. Al Snow, um, pinning Shane Douglas. Yeah. No, but there was some stuff at the end. There was a couple you effed up chants. There was a chair brought in. So like you said, Duke, when you bring weapons in, it can get a little messy. Um, German suplex and a bridge towards the end, but yeah, RVD got the the win with the spinning heel kick, the Van the Van Daminator, mm-hmm. which was then one of the coolest moves. I know you, you know oh, when yeah. he went to WWE, I was thinking, how's he gonna win? You know, it was it was the splash, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. the Van Daminator at the time was enough to get it done. This was also quick, fast paced action, but at least it was a little more give and take. It wasn't a squash by any means. Both guys got some stuff in. Everything looked very seamless and flawless, except for like one or two spots. Like you said, Duke, RVD could be a little bit more. um, I guess he's more believable, though. Like he doesn't he's not as crisp as Lance Storm, but he's uh, Mm -hmm. definitely as athletic, if not more. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, RVD got the win and post-match RVD cut the promo about not wanting or needing like anyone's respect and saying he's going to cash in and make big money and other companies. You sold out chance by the crowd. and this was written about in the sheets as something that he was like showing up backstage at WCW events, negotiating with Bischoff. He also appeared on Monday Night Raw. So there was probably real doubt in the air by these fans as to yeah, if uh, sure. RVD was going to jump ship. Which, I like uh, how he says, he, like, like I, I sold out by putting on my boots to even wrestle tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that was good. Yeah. yeah you know, there like, you go, man. Mm-hmm. How about that? You talk from your heart and you cut a good promo. It's amazing, yeah, isn't it? Right? <laughs> Just say what you feel. What a concept. <laughs> The chip on your shoulder, like you said, Frank. It was mm-hmm, from yeah. the heart, true words spoken. So I gave this a four point three out of ten, which um, you know, it's also once again showing that love. short. Yeah, I'm showing a little love. Maybe I am. I don't know. I'll see what you guys think. But it was action packed, quick but effective match, and it was cool to see how both, you know, both of these guys were before they made it, quote unquote. Like mm-hmm. you could see it then, and we were right. If you, you know circled them back then but what'd you guys think of this match i would give my score real quick give it a 2.75 um slightly higher than i gave the eliminators match and for same reasons though i like the guys involved i had fun i don't think it's like this matt classic or anything like that the grade might be slightly curved just based on my fandom of the dudes 
but I had fun. I thought it was cool and it's cool to see. It, and it feels like a throwback. And like you said, I take the promos into account as well. You know what I mean? And like that, I thought those were good. So yeah, 2.75, not rocking my socks off, but I enjoyed it. That's fair. Duke, what'd you rate this match? Yeah, it would have been lower for me too, but obviously like these guys are definitely on a top whatever list for me. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's 20 or 30 or 40 or 50, but they're definitely in there. Um, mm-hmm. Lance Storm actually prefer over RBD, which you oh, guys wow. probably, wow, yeah. it's probably the other way. I'm a big Lance Storm fan. You're a big Canadian um, wrestling so I, fan. Let's be honest. Big Canadian wrestling fan. Yes. Edge, of course, my all-time favorite. <laughs> so I would go overall four out of 10 for this. I thought okay. it was just, you know, a basic match. It could have been on the ECW hardcore TV. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Right. Nothing special, but two special guys involved. So I gave it some love for that reason. That's a good way to put it. This next match was, you know, it's something you see and you're like, oh boy, I see BWO Japan. And I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you, but it turned out to be BWO Japan, which was Taka, uh, Terry Boy and Dick Togo. Uh, Terry Boy, Men's Teo, correct? That was Men's Teo. And then uh, Great Sasuke, Hamada, and Yakushuji. This was... I feel like uh, so. This was brought to us by Michinoku Pro, mm-hmm. and I I remember seeing that in like the PWI 500 rankings or something. Like you would see that territory, but yeah. I didn't know much about it. And and looking back on this, I'm sure this was like a Michinoku Pro show, showcase match. Duke, would you yeah. say these six guys were some of the best they had at this time over there, or no? Um, yeah. Uh, except for I forget the guy in the green's name. What is his name? Is that Hamada? Or no, no, that's, that's Grand Hamada is like a legend. What was it, Frank? Yaka Shida. Yaka Shida, yeah. Because he was actually a film. Or Yaka Shiji, sorry. I'm, I'm Yaka yeah, Shiji. Yaka Shiji. Is, sorry yeah, to sorry. everybody listening. I just Masato, Masato Yakashiji. Yakashiji. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was actually a fill-in for this match. It wasn't scheduled to be him. Um, and real quick, something that really blew my mind. Uh Dick Togo is actually still active in mm. New Japan oh, wow. Pro Wrestling. Crazy. He's a manager, but like he still like does stuff and like he'll get involved in matches and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, it took me this match. I was so into this match. Like, oh, funny. yeah, it's crazy because like these are guys that I like. Like, I'm a big fan yeah. of Taka, still active, by the way, yeah. I believe. Um, Men's Teo. Terry boy got his name from Terry Funk. So like this guy was, um, you know, influenced by American pro wrestling. Um, I thought that we talk a lot about when they throw these matches together. Um, we talked about it for the WrestleMania show, how these like showcase matches, they're just like thrown together. One thing that they did right with this was Joey styles explained this to us. Yeah. Yeah. He said like Michinoku pro is Japanese pro wrestling with a lucha libre influence and you could see that like mm-hmm. when he explains things it's like oh yeah i can see that um great sasuke i'm a huge fan of yeah. him i actually ended up coming i ended up going in like kind of a uh youtube rabbit hole with great sasuke mm-hmm. after this so like i really was into this match um we'll get into it um of course i i loved because i was thinking this guy looks like a power ranger man and there ended up being Power Ranger 
pants during yes, the match. Funny. Did That's you guys funny. catch that? Yes, yes. Yeah, like so that was funny. Grand Hamada is like 40 years old here and he's still yeah. like still doing moonsaults and you know, so I had a lot of fun with this match personally. Yeah, Yakashiji uh replaced Grand Naniwa. So yeah, yeah. Oh, you, right you know that. him, the know crab that. dude. Yeah, yeah, I know yes. him. Yeah. That's funny. That's how I know Super him. Yeah. Cool. Also, they mention on here that the great Sasuke wrestled in Japan the night before. Yeah, that's oh, wow. what yeah. Joey Styles says he yeah. just flew in. He wrestled in the Tokyo Dome in front of fifty thousand fans the night before. So like and he's wrestling in front of a thousand. Yeah, you know, and I'm so. like, first off, I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what how much money are you getting from ECW? You know, but yeah, like exactly. respect, dude, because that's that's crazy, man. And to put yeah. on that show that they did, energetic, fun match, like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and Joey Styles mentions that this is this is going to be breathless by the time it's over. So he's building it up on commentary, really putting it over. And the crowds, you guys mentioned it before, like they would give uh, people a platform, they would give them respect. They they gave them the stage. They didn't like mm-hmm. crap on it. They didn't, you know, they gave them their time. And this was a long match, but yeah. it was it was very good and it was very crisp. It was very, um, I don't know. I felt like the, it was more fast-paced back and forth action, but the wrestling in this match, crisp and snug, and I want to say like flawless. Like there were no botches. There were no. Um, we get these trios matches almost every week now in AEW, yeah. and there's a lot going on outside the ring. There's a lot going on over here. There's just a lot more action. It's a different time, mm-hmm. but this, um, I feel like they did a great job of keeping it uh, just kind of more fluid for whatever it's worth and uh yeah i just i did enjoy it as well duke i i thought i heard styles say something about sasuke being the first ever jacob winner and i had to look it up but he lost to pegasus wow pegasus so um is there anything else he would have won like because you love you love the great sasuke is he does he accomplished with any other tournament wins or anything that would stand out he to said you? he was the first ever j crown champion is that what he said I believe so. Jacob went huh. in the, in the commentary, but um, I just I, I had to look know. it up. I I bought all those J Crown things from yeah. that wrestling cart we were talking <laughs> yeah, yeah. about. But yeah. don't ask me what year and everybody that won. He's absolutely a an accomplished dude, as you guys know. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. Joey Styles was usually pretty good with his facts. That's yeah, yeah. Was Here's wrong. like the Excalibur before Excalibur. So like, or yeah, right, or like you know. A Tene and Excalibur combo deal. Yeah. Not to say that he's both as good as both of those guys combined, sure, sure. but you know, just in terms of his delivery. I'll no, tell you Sas- what, man. Sasuke was Joey a Styles, up. though, all timer. I think so. Yeah, this I always guy would that do way. these shows by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I equate it to the Sixers radio announcer. Like he has yeah. so much energy. And he does these these games by himself. Like that's incredible. Yeah, like that's hard too. Like people don't absolutely with nobody no, to man. bounce off of, you know, yep. and have like that banter. And you know, he would do stuff that some people don't like, like the screaming and the voices or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. but it was entertaining. And he's by himself. You know what I mean? It's not very traditional, yeah. but it worked for him. You know, no, I always yeah, I always had I, Joey Styles. Yeah, I think he's definitely an all timer for sure. Yeah, what an original call by um, Paul E to just have a one man booth. I don't remember that before or since. No, yeah. I, I mean, imagine doing this podcast by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I you probably know, thought like, I was going to after last week, but, you know, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure there was going to be a podcast. 
after well, we, uh, you know, Cody. We walks. had a lot of fan mail. I got all kinds of letters <laughs> saying, "Don't cancel." They're, it. they're pile. They're all piled up on the shelves behind you. They're falling <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, all the. I still got to go through the fan mail. Yeah. But yeah, you were right about men's tail. Obviously, the Terry Boy moniker, but you know the spinning toe hold halfway through the match and homage to Terry mm-hmm. Funk. It's just so funny, you know, Terry Boy. What a what also a cool... to your to your point, John, of how like um crisp these guys were. That's because they're properly trained. Yeah, yeah. Like Japan is no joke, man. That's true. Like in New Japan Pro Wrestling, you start out in black trunks and black boots. And you got to get over with your wrestling. And then mm-hmm. when they think you're good enough, that's when you're able to be whatever you want to be. Whatever, you yeah, know, exactly. like Jay White, the guy that was one of the hottest free agents in pro wrestling. I remember watching him and Finley's kid, black tights, black boots, basic, mm-hmm. get over, get over on your wrestling. And then once they did, this guy's like a, a huge star now, you know, like him yeah. or not, mm-hmm. like, so I think that's there's something to be said for that. Like that proper training, I think, is obviously look at this match, man. Like I'm marking out for a, a six man tag, you know, yeah, like right. a yeah, showcase yeah. match, you know. Mm-hmm. We reviewed um, one of the WWF pay-per-views recently from 97 and we went off on uh, how good Brian Christopher and Taka. I think it was Taka, yeah. wasn't it? it was, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that, like, was, that was surprising yep. to us. And this surprised me, too, because I'm yeah, Taka's so good, dude. You know, Taka's so good. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, besides Grand Hamada, like, I was in this match for Taka and Sasuke. You know what I mean? Like, when mm-hmm. I saw them on the bill, I'm like, all right. You know, like, that's yeah. what I was waiting for. But like you guys said, everybody else, like, everybody was so crispy. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. You know, um, looking at people's reviews online on this match, I think people enjoyed it a lot more than me, you know, but I did enjoy it. Oh, okay. yeah. Like, I did think, okay. like, because I'm seeing people were like, high scores you know what i mean like for this match mm-hmm. like and just some of the people's reviews i was watching so i was like oh, i don't quite agree but i can see where they're coming from if you're a fan of that style you know what yeah. i mean because there's there's no angle right it's just a match and it was just mm-hmm. right guys getting their shit in like every you know so the transitions between new guys in the ring with these ecw rules like it just was it just worked out really well but i'm obviously there for sasuke and taka and like mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't disappoint either yeah, could have done a little that. more Sasuke though. Could have done a little more Sasuke from my yeah, mind. yeah. Right. Well, right. I think maybe him wrestling the night yeah, before yeah, and stuff, sure. the jet lag, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think um the the back and forth, like how the transition, like how fast it was, that's like the lucha libre influence. Yes. Yeah. Because like in <laughs> lucha libre, you don't have to tag; they just mm-hmm. come in and you know. And I enjoy, like, I'm not a big lucha libre guy, but I like the lucha libre fusion i guess Mm -hmm. like i like american lucha libre i like this japanese lucha libre that's like a little more like american or japanese influenced and Mm -hmm. um i think that michinoku pro definitely got it right like their style is exactly what you know because um it's like what i want i think Mm -hmm. in a match besides like storytelling because that's the number one thing for me but even like watching this match with no story, I think Joey Styles just giving us the background of, you know, the promotion and stuff. I think that was enough to like get me into it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you say that because I feel like, um, Frank, you might have not the same feelings of some of the people reviewing this because we're desensitized nowadays. Imagine this with fresh eyes as like, you know, sure. nine or 10 year old Frank, 97. No, for sure. If like, I saw oh, it at man. that time. Yeah. 
I may have been a Japanese wrestling mark, you know, but like, mm-hmm. and, and like, and I was to the extent because like Duke was saying, I bought those J cup things as like, you know, I have those still to this day, like crappy DVDs of the, all of those things, you know, it's so like, I was into all of that. And like, had I, if I saw this live, you know, cause this was the first time I really watched this match. Like, cause I've seen this pay-per-view yeah, before, but watching that match, like, and actually like sit in there and, I was just like, man, these guys are like very smooth in there. It was, it was, mm-hmm. it was more fun than I like you said, John. Like you were talking about BWO, and I right. was just like, I was never into like the the real BWO, <laughs> right. BWO Japan. So I was just like, we'll see how this goes. But no, it was. It I thought it was good. I thought it was uh, maybe the best match on the card. Like just from like a wrestling yeah. match. Um, score wise, though, it is tied with others for me, but. It's just because of all of the things combined for these other matches, but I did give it. I'm just gonna give you guys my score yeah. really quick. Mm-hmm. I gave it three and a half stars out of five, which is a oh, good wow. super solid. Sure. That's no. like a seven That's out seven. of ten, I guess, or something. Sure. Middle of the card, six man. Yeah, yeah, you know. So three and a half really stars good. out of five. Yeah, three and a half what stars out of five. Nice. Um, with some of the like the move combinations and and just mm-hmm. the fact that the the crowd was giving them respect, it was just all so impressive. I tried to put myself back in time and i do think to your point duke this is a little bit more i guess i'll use the word believable than some of the stuff we'll see now like there's not as much uh like stalling and waiting for spots to formulate or whatever Mm -hmm. with this kind of action anyway i thought it was mostly brilliant stuff and i gave it a 5.1 out of 10 which is Mm -hmm. a high score for me come on i mean it was a really fun six man and it would hold up right now if you put it on tv so I agree. Uh, it is my it's my favorite match on the card. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Like wow. if you you know, if I have to watch this pay-per-view again and like I have to pick a match like what I want to watch, mm-hmm. that's it. Like I prefer mm-hmm. more storytelling and stuff like that. Like I like a good story going into a match. Um, but I thought this was super enjoyable. I didn't grade it anything crazy. I gave it a right. five out of ten. Mm-hmm. But like, I really enjoyed it for what it was. Like you mentioned, a middle of the card, six man tag team match, and I thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go figure, right? This is the fun thing about doing these shows is like you never yeah, know what jam, jam you're going to find. Rate, you know, like you mentioned, Taka and Brian Christopher. Yeah, so mm-hmm. high. But mm-hmm. here's the thing: here's a guy that is a second generation wrestler. That wrestled in Memphis for years before he got to the WWF, Brian right. Christopher, taking on a guy that was properly trained in Japan, went through Michinoku Pro, went to ECW, mm-hmm. did the whole tour thing that they used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. And look what happens when two properly trained guys get together, along with Brian Christopher yeah. being a student of the game, you know, having that ring psychology, mm-hmm. like... You know, it's it's funny that we talk about this match so fondly, but like, what's good is good, man. Yeah. You know, it's true. Exactly. Frank and I marked out over Brian Christopher's heel work. I remember we were like, yeah, yeah, this, yeah that was, was like very good. Here. I wouldn't yeah. have thought I'd rank this match over Lance Storm and RVD, but hey, yeah, you never yeah, know right. until you watch them, right? Yeah, and like uh, I said, I think um they just weren't they weren't there yet. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like Lance Storm yeah. was still find himself. RVD was about to get there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. There was a cool Stevie Richards promo backstage in black and white. I thought this was really good for, you know, what I expected out of Stevie. I always liked Stevie, full disclosure. I was always a fan. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I like the little promo. They're hyping up the three-way match that we're going to have later. It's going to be Sandman, Stevie Richards, and Terry Funk. Winner will immediately face world champion Raven. And that's going to be our main events later on tonight. But Stevie cut a promo and we went into an ECW TV title match. This was uh, surrounding a a legend Mm. that Frank kind of alluded to coming from WWF at the time, right? Or give me my Uh, timeline here. Um, Was he just a free agent? Neither probably, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't think he was either. So what what? What I think he goes this, this is April, April 97. Right? So yeah. before yeah, so right? yeah, it was before he went to WWF then. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I was gonna say, you figure the DX pay per view is yeah. December 97. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're gonna have Shane Douglas versus Pitbull number two, ECW TV title. Uh, as I already mentioned, the editing of Shane Douglas's music. What a waste. It kind of mm-hmm. kills the vibe when he's called. He's looked so cool walking out with Francine. It was yep. a great ballet. You got the, the security guards next to you, or the SWAT team guys. Um, Shane Douglas looking like a million bucks. And he cut a, a really long promo pre-match, which he tended to do back then. Yep. And, you know, it was, a, it was a very good promo. And I do think Shane Douglas looked great. I was never uh, like a super fan, but I remember watching him around 98, 97. And I think like, man, that's Dean Douglas. Like, damn, he got a lot cooler, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just feel like did Shane Douglas ever, ever cut a promo in ECW where he didn't curse? It's like no, that was his thing, does. right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Which is like comes off as a little weak, you know what I mean? Like if you have to me, right. if you have to curse every promo. Because I don't – I'm not of the belief that any cursing makes the promo like lame, you know what I mean? Because it, obviously like it's like a cheap pop or whatever it is, cheap heat. But Shane Douglas would go like OD on just he's the cursing guy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and I thought he was a good promo, which is like maybe not even necessary for him. I get that it's ECW, but he was despised over there. And like maybe that's part of it. But yeah, I uh I was never super high on Shane Douglas, even though I do think the okay. franchise characters like his coolest shit by a, a mile, you know, but and also this so match, totally. I don't know about. I don't know how you guys felt about this, but I felt it was kind of a disaster. I don't know about you, dude. We'll get into it for sure, um, <laughs> because I want to talk about Pitbull number two, who okay, you know yeah. we're talking about Shane Douglas's yeah. uh, amazing promo work, which I do think that was a very good promo. But Pitbull number mm-hmm. two, not known for his singles career in general, but I yeah. guess the story here is Shane busted up the neck of Pitbull number one. Yeah. avenging that guy uh, his partner would be pitbull number two so we're in this match and it was a slower pace match which i did kind of enjoy the come down after we've had all action three way mm-hmm. three matches in a row but um to your point i think um it's a little clunky is the word i'll use yeah clunky um little plotting very long so you're very long yeah you know so you're gonna so be too long yeah maybe too long yeah um so, you know, I know at one point the crowd got creative with their chants directed towards Francine. Do you guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. I mean, poor Francine. <laughs> Real quick, before we get, like, so into the match, I do want to give them props once again for the buildup. They told yeah. us the whole story. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, of what happened. Um, Pipple, too, actually had a nice little solo run, John Boy, as a right. ACW TV champion. He beat Jericho, I believe. Or Jericho beat him, one or the other. Mm-hmm. But he had like a little run. And um when they showed like what uh Douglas did to Gary Wolf's neck, Pitbull won. Um mm-hmm. when he took that halo 
and like shook it around. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was almost like a silence in the crowd. Joey Styles, if you can look up the sound, he goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't say like, oh, my God, it it was like bone chilling watching that. Like and it's funny because like by 97, like I know wrestling's fake. But yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my God, you know, like <laughs> I was like mortified by this. And um yeah. so I thought they did a good job of like getting us here, you know, yeah. once again, which you know, that's what I like. I like storytelling. What I didn't like is what followed that story <laughs> because I think this match was brutal. Okay, good. Like, no, it's not just I me. mean, no, like I think it was the worst match on the card, hands down. I think no, no doubt. Like, uh, Pitbull Two was like gassed. Did you guys notice that? So like, Pitbull Two was threw, gassed, and also he threw I Douglas feel like... into the ropes and fell to his knees, literally. Yes, is that and when I he threw like, him over the top that? rope, or uh, no? He just threw him into the rope. He just mm-hmm. threw him into the corner and like fell to his knees. And I think the fault lies on Pitbull Two. R.I.P. No disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Shane Douglas was not known for not being able to go long Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know, have good matches and stuff in ECW. So this was a disaster, in my opinion. Yeah. No, to your point about him being gassed and out of breath and tired. I mean, when he threw Shane Douglas outside of the ring, he was literally hands on both, uh, you know, both hands on the apron, like kind Mm -hmm. of um, just breathing heavy, trying to take a minute while um, Shane Douglas was on the other side. But I was just saying with Pitbull number two, I know he had a run, but I think I prefer him in the tag team is my point. Like this sure. may not have been, you know, his ultimate, um, I guess, uh, best best placement on the card. But for sure, I, yeah, I no, don't think I'm was... as hard as you guys on this match, though, because oh, um, okay. it can't, it was like a come down match, I guess you could say. And I yeah. liked all the extra gaga with Pitbull number one trying to get involved, the security carrying mm-hmm. him away. Um, and I, there's something about Shane Douglas. I think that he his matches in ECW just feel like important. I know he was only sure. television yeah. champion here, which was a big yeah. title for them. But yeah, he added a little bit of prestige. Um, but I'm with you guys. It was it was not the best match. I, I don't know. We'll we'll figure out if it's the worst. Um, why don't we go into the ratings actually for this match? What do you have, that Frank? To start with you. Um, real quick, I would do want to say because we kind of like shit on Pitbull there a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think he was the cooler of the two Pitbulls. I don't know how you guys felt. I was never a Gary Wolf fan mm-hmm. like at all. I thought he was like corny, you know. Where yeah, Pitbull number two was Pitbull cooler. number two was always cool to me. Yeah. You know, he's just with a lame partner, and they were a cool enough tag team. But this match, I gave it one and a quarter stars. Mm. Pretty brutal, easily my lowest. <laughs> like it's half of my previous low on this card. So. That's how I felt about it. I just didn't like it. I felt like there was botches. It was yeah, way too long. Lo- the guardrail in the ring spot when yeah. they had that. He was going to like put the him crowd, on the guardrail and fell over. Like we commended the crowd so much. They're chanting boring. Boring. Yeah. Right. Boring, like, you know, so it just didn't work I, for me. Yeah. Gary I Wolf agreed. interference. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't. It lacked. I don't know if it's just me hating on Gary Wolf because he just, <laughs> I don't know. He looks like a little troll to me. So it's just like mm-hmm. he, he never did it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a shame because I thought this felt big and I remember like right. the angle. So I was just like, yeah. okay, you know, like I'll watch this. And then I was just like, oh my God. Like I was like, I don't like this at all. It was like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to be in harsh, but I did not like it at all. Yeah. So we yeah, had one fan scene, like as far as the storytelling, like she was with the pit bulls. Yeah. You know, right. like so, like there was that. But I'm with you, Frank. Like I thought it was pretty brutal. Like, um, 
for my rating, I'm never going to rate something like so low unless, you know, if it's like, you know, it's got to be pretty awful, you know, but I gave this a two out of 10 overall. Um, And that was solely because of Shane Douglas. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. because in ECW, well, (laughs) any any chance we get to see Francine is a a pleasure. Shout out to Ed because he loves Francine. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, I gave it a two out of ten. The franchise was the man, like it or not, in ECW. I'm with you, John. I think that he made things feel important, and like this had a great story going in. I just felt like it was when it got to go time, it just didn't work. I think you hit it on the head, though. I think it's all on the shoulders of Pitbull number two and being just mm-hmm. out of breath. He couldn't, and I had a problem with his selling too. Throughout mm-hmm. the match, like Shane would have him in a, in a chin lock, and he's just kind of like. He's not selling at all. And we've had guys. Yeah. Warrior can too, sell. He's like, too tired. Shit, he's too yeah. tired to do anything. It's crazy. Yeah. Even post-match, guys, if you see after he gets the pin, if you're watching this match back, he rolls right out of the ring. I know the angle had to continue, but, like, it's one of those things where, like, he's not even selling mm-hmm. just, like, anything. He just kind of gets up and walks out. I it's wonder just, if there's, like, a story to that. that. You know what I mean? Maybe. It's not, it's not like yeah, – I don't it's think called, of him as it's a – It's called rotation. hard drug use. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. I just don't remember him being like such a sloppy match guy, you know, and it was just like, this is like a big match for you. You know what I mean? As yeah. a singles guy. I don't know. It just, it well, just they did make him go 20 minutes and 43 seconds. A lot to ask yeah. Yeah, for, the, yeah. for the man, perhaps in a one-on-one yeah. outing. But um, yeah, so Shane Douglas did get the win after so much, you know, chaos. He, had, he ended up getting the win with the belly to belly classic Shane Douglas. And, uh, you know, the post-match stuff, oh, let me give my rating real quick because I, I, I said I wasn't as hard on it. 3.1 out of 10. Okay. You're just the fact the that, yeah, yeah, it's it's just the fact that I didn't, you know, I've been harder on matches, let's say that. Yeah. Post-match, uh, we finally did get the unmasking or the taking off of the helmet of the uh, legend that's been floating around. Now, this was not a surprise to the fans on the show at all, but anyone that's listening, you might be stoked to find out that Rick Rude mm-hmm. made an appearance here. ECW and uh he was he came in after Brian Lee who was under a Rick Rude robe faked out the yeah. franchise so now with Brian Lee and Rick Rude kind of teaming up on the franchise how cool did Rick Rude look in this ECW ring though you know what though? I, I honestly don't agree with you I felt oh. like I, I, I love Rick Rude you know like love him and I would love but I feel like he looked bad in there like I almost felt bad for him just hmm, looking at him in the ring yeah like well, I just wasn't about it I don't know. You know, Rick Rude, dude. He's like the man's man. He's so yeah, shredded yeah. and all that. And he just looked a little soft. He just looked like his best years were clearly behind him at that point. Yeah. And I just I just ended up like I wanted, you know, when when Bradley comes out with the Rick Rude robe and all that, and it's clearly not him. But doing a good Rick Rude impression, I think, <laughs> so like in fairness. But like, so I was excited to see Rick Rude come in. And it was just like, I just was like, man you're not that guy anymore. That's just the feeling I got from him. I'm sure at that time, if I would have saw that live, I would have popped like everybody else mm-hmm. popped and all that and enjoyed it. But in retrospect, looking at it, I'm just like, man, it, it made me, it, it made me sad for Rick Rude more than I would stoked for the scene. Hmm. Yeah. what do you think about the appearance of Rude Duke? Yeah, I didn't have that. Um, yeah. I didn't have that reaction. I was like, Oh, cool. Rick Rude. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, of course, he didn't look like, you know, what we're used to, but I didn't yeah. feel like, you know, because, you know, we've seen guys look way worse. For well, sure. I'm thinking like, that, you know, in, you know in WCW I mean? or in WWF, it was always like colorful, 
sort of like mm-hmm. charismatic Rick. This dude was like kind mm-hmm. of like dark jeans, dark leather jacket. Yeah. He's got the scruff. And I just thought like he looks like an intimidating like yes, his his best days were behind him. But this is also the first time I remember Rick Rude being like a semi baby face, at least in this oh, reaction. Yeah. Because yeah. he was never no, cheered. I never remember I never remember him being cheered for sure. Right. So that was interesting. Uh, but all in well, all, that again, was the... like we were talking about earlier, the respect that these crowds give to like these yeah. legends, legends, you know, right. I, I think that right. they I don't really know. This angle really never went anywhere either. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Because when Rude first came in, his big thing was I'm going to F with the franchise. And then mm-hmm. like nothing really ever came of it. I don't know yeah. if like the WWE got a hold of him again, but mm-hmm. nothing really ever happened. Yeah, and as far as like the storytelling was so good before this match and then afterwards with this like the brian lee thing kind of came out of nowhere i felt oh, like. yeah very like, weird I, they didn't explain that much like so it felt very random and weird but any chance we get to see we're all big fans of rick Rude. Yeah. i'm always gonna pop so even though frank got sure. sad boy jones over yeah, i just got sad i just was like oh man i thought you would have been I thought you would have been extra excited to see uh, one of your top 10, but I get it. He was towards the end of his years. That's like me seeing HBK in Saudi when, uh, you know, I never watched that match when he went. Never do it, Sean. Yeah, I never watched it. Yeah. No, nope. you should. Don't do it. Um, Raven cut a promo backstage hyping up his upcoming championship match later on, which will be the winner of the three-way, which we mentioned, Sam and Stevie mm-hmm. Richards, Terry Funk. And then Taz also cut a promo ahead of his match with Sabu that was coming up. And Taz's promo style was very cool back in the day. Yeah, it was the towel cool. over the head, the tight close up close camera angle. You know, Fonzie, you know, I know you guys are Fonzie Marks, <laughs> but um it's an interesting like contrast to how serious Taz is. I guess that was the, the point because mm-hmm. he's such a goof. Yeah. Um, but I know you got you were well, well, you were both Taz. Taz maniacs, right? I guess you could say. Actually, I wasn't a Taz, a big Taz guy, like in my early days of ECW. Okay, I was. I I loved. I appreciated Taz more once he left, kind of, and like looking back at him in ECW, and like I cheered for him a lot in WWF, and that was a disaster, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and I I love I love him after the fact, but I had a buddy like back in the day, and Taz was his favorite wrestler, but I was always a Sabu guy, so mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was just like nah you know f that guy you know yeah, what i mean it's like yeah I just, yeah i just like i don't mess with taz like that it's like right. and, I, and i didn't like how you know how he had that dominant stretch for a little while there and like mm-hmm. i was just i was kind of like a hater of that whole thing but i've learned to love you guys know i was team taz and aew i love taz now even mm-hmm. so like i did learn and now you love, Hook. love yeah I, I do i became a lover <laughs> of taz but like in my prime watching ecw i actually was not a taz guy so mm-hmm. wow how about well you were a sabu guy though yeah i was a big sabu guy that's his all-time favorite yeah all my all-time ecw guy yeah but but not his top 10 all-time favorite yeah and all-time that would be robin the whole thing robin got kicked out though robin got kicked (laughs) out but but he out of the top 10 but he ranks it's like sabu rvd is like 11 sabu is 12 all-time right right right. yep Check out our uh, top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time episode. That would be episode number 10. If you want to hear Frank's top 15, technically, we, we threw yeah. a ex- couple extra ones in there. But these were uh, Sabu and Taz were the two uh, former co-holders of the ECW tag titles. This is a pretty important match in ECW uh, history for both guys. Real quick. Yeah. I want to touch on the promos, though. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So Taz, I I agree. Like I always like that style. I was Taz is actually when we went back and we were talking about the highs and lows of ECW, I don't know if you guys remember, he's my all-time favorite ECW wrestler. Oh, mm-hmm. And a lot of it is because of like his promos that he would mm-hmm. cut. Cause like I believed he was an ass kicker for yeah. like as as small as he was, like you know, he would call out the champions from other companies and he would mm-hmm. be like, really? Like Hogan? He's like, I'll choke you out, brother. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and I always thought that was cool. And like, he would talk to the rock, same thing, like challenge whoever was the champion. Um, So that being said, I did like his promo style. This one, I wasn't super into. Um, I thought That's it was fair. kind of like, like middle of the pack, but what did you guys think of Raven's promo here? I want to I want to just talk about it for a minute. So Raven's a funny one for me because I like what he said in mm-hmm. the promo, but his delivery, it always sounded like a dummy trying to sound smart. You know, okay. like when you hear a dumb guy talk who's just like mm-hmm. reading, I don't know, like reading a script or going over his lines, you know, so like the mm-hmm. delivery of it, like I liked what he said. And I always I like the idea of quote the Raven nevermore, whatever he said, mm-hmm. but. All, all of Raven's Pro, but not just this one, but like he always came off as like, bro, you sound so dumb trying to sound okay. smart. Like, you know, okay. and like that was my problem with yeah. his promo here. This was my, um, when we talked about ECW highs and lows or another episode, because we all like Raven a lot, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. said, I made a, I said something like, I think I love the gimmick of Raven. I don't yeah. know if Scott Levy was the guy to play the, the character yeah. because mm-hmm. like I'm with you, Frank. It's like maybe not so much a dummy, but. We're all from Philly, but this dude's Philly accent is so <laughs> over the top that I feel yeah. like things he's saying it sounds yeah almost ridiculous. Like so, if if that's what you're wondering, Duke, like how how did we feel? Did we get invested well, in the promo? Not so much about like the delivery or anything like that of actually yeah. what he said, because like this guy's like the villain in yeah. the story. Oh, okay. And he's and he's kind of playing up like you know I'm gonna get booed, but like the ten percent of the people that rage against the machine like are going to be with me tonight and i thought that was just an interesting thing like because raven was always like the outcast stuff like that and i guess you know there is like a 10 percent group of people that are outcasts as well or whatever but i don't know i was like it was kind of weird that he was kind of like i don't know almost like saying like but you know that 10 percent's going to cheer for me right i I thought it was weird i don't know well, I you got I the got creatures of the it. night and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff Hardy had his uh, yeah. small think, little percentage. I think yeah. what I would like about it, because like because of that stuff that he was saying, because like he is a heel. But like, you know, like that grunge kind of movement and like that yeah, yeah. attitude of mm-hmm. like even in music, you know what I mean? Where they, they were like the rock and ro- like the outcast rock and rollers, you know, but like people did like them and eventually like it took over and it killed a lot of like these hair metal types of bands from being the thing yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think Raven like represented that. So like, if you felt fit into that scene, you're going to love them. It's like me with all like the tattooed guys, right? Like when I was mm-hmm. young and still to this day, I always gravitated, gravitated to like the cool tattooed looking dudes. Cause it just felt like relatable to me, you know? And like, I think that's who he's speaking to. So I like that aspect because you don't see that. It's always so good guy bad guy you know we mm-hmm. do the in-between stuff but we still know who's a heel and a face in the companies right. nowadays and it's like with raven and like cutting that angle it just made me think like cutting that promo just made me think like 
he's speaking to like his little like that 10 percent. i don't even think it's that yeah. big but like he's speaking to those people who might be like yeah you know what you are the guy for me so i just dug that about it yeah no yeah. i i didn't um dislike it i just thought it was interesting yeah you know of all the things to say there like he kind of like did that you know mm-hmm. um i don't know no that's true that's true um well, yeah, we'll talk about Raven again, obviously, in the main event. But uh, let's talk about Taz and Sabu right now. These guys, I mean, you have two ass kickers here, you know, yeah. two all-timers. Like you said, Duke, you know, your favorite's Taz. Frank, your favorite Sabu. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people would agree with that. And, yeah, you just have a battle of two of the, the all-timers, at least in ACW um, lineage and history. There was some good chain wrestling, and there was all kinds of actual – you know, I guess you could say it fair and square wrestling, but eventually these guys were dropping each other on their effing heads, man. Like they mm-hmm. were, they were going for going for blood or broken bones, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I felt like there was a lot of brutal, brutal moments in this match. Maybe I'm, you know, too used to watching the soft, you know, style of, of, of wrestling now. Cause it's hardcore now, but it's always safe. I feel like relatively mm-hmm. safe. Shout mm-hmm. out Darius Martin. We watched him yeah, yeah, I know. get screwed up in a in a sucks, yeah. That's just yeah. a hard landing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, overall, like a lot of the hardcore stuff now isn't as but anyway, like these guys are are it's like an outright war. It's a it's a it's an all-out yeah. war. Uh what do you guys think of this chemistry and this, you know, this match in general? I I, I will say I wish the chemistry like I think they had really good chemistry, but I feel felt like at times in this it was a little off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it didn't stop me from liking it. I was all in on this one. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is probably my favorite. Um, I have it, you know, a similar rating to like the um the Japanese six man that we just witnessed. But like, mm-hmm. I just had I just enjoy like these guys and like like I said, I was not a fan of Taz at the time. But when you watch them, it's like, I love that. I love a suplexing wrestler, you know, and Taz had all of the suplex. Taz had submission grappling, which wasn't everybody's thing back then, you know, and it's like, and then Sabu's my favorite guy. So loving Sabu, I accept all the Sab- the Sabu-ness of the match as well, like mm-hmm. the botches and like the clumsiness, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To me, <laughs> that's all part That's all part of the Sabu package. So it doesn't, it never like detracts for me, you know, like when he goes up to springboard and he falls and he has to do it again, <laughs> he set himself up and do it. That's all part of a Sabu match. So like, if you're not like a Sabu guy or don't, maybe don't know Sabu style, maybe you just look at, look at him as like a, the sloppiest wrestler you've seen, like in a big time thing. But for me, it was cool very invested in the drama of the match mm-hmm. and like in the rivalry. So like I was, I was all about this one actually. Nice. I feel like um, Taz looks so young here. That was one thing yeah, that jumped out at me and in, in great shape. Uh, what'd you think about this match Duke? Yeah. Um, you mentioned it, Frank, like the drama of this match, like this was like a year in the making, mm-hmm. like, they didn't touch or anything like um i remember taz would come on tv and call sabu out and like just nothing would happen and then i remember um one time taz called him out and it went pitch black and when it came back on it was sabu in the middle of the yeah, ring yeah. pointing up doing and that that i'm getting goosebumps talking about it yeah, right dude. now like cool. so like the build up to this match was like awesome like this this was, was. the main event like right. make no bones about it like 
These people wow. wanted to see this match, I think, more than any other match on the card. Even though they show the other guys love later on, I really think this was the main event of the show. And they say that it's one of the main events, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and actually, I forgot that I rated this higher than the other match that I oh, did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed this. As far as Sabu's sloppiness goes, I think that it's kind of um. It almost brings like a realness to it. I agree. You know, always thought it's that not, way. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so choreographed, mm-hmm. you know, and like, exactly. you're seeing what, the what, human yeah. error, you know, exactly. exactly. And what yeah. happens when you mess up, you get yeah. up you, and you yeah, try it again, again. Exactly. and you make it look awesome. Like he normally would, mm-hmm. you know, right. I think there were some silly spots, like some weird little misses, but overall mm-hmm. I was invested in the drama. Like you mentioned, Frank, like, Nobody did the submission stuff that Taz yeah. was doing back then. Now you see it. Yeah. And like Joey Styles was calling these moves like no one even knew what they were. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. so like again, props to Joey Styles once again. Um, I thought once again, you give me good storytelling and you mm-hmm. give me like shoot style like wrestling, which mm-hmm. this was because they were they were stiff each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it personally. Nice. Yeah, they took it outside. They they took it inside. There was a you know Sabu was bloodied. There you know Taz super yeah, Sabu through a too. table. Like, yeah, Sabu yeah. got busted right. open quick. His nose that was a hard nose way. Had... Yeah, that yeah, was exactly. hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it was just nasty stuff. Like there was a lot of oh my gods from Joey Styles in this match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're you know maybe a little unnecessary, but these were all probably necessary because it was some some hard hitting action. Uh, just like you guys. I had this ranked higher than our previous highest match, which was that six man. So I'll just give you now 5.3 out of 10 from me for these two guys. The long bill was, I think, worth it. I think um, if this was the last match of the show, the main event, you know, um, that could have probably bumped it up for me even a little bit, you know, just because of how the importance would have been heightened. But um, Taz did get the win, I should mention. And, uh, you know, Taz mission, Sabu sold it like a champ. He looked like he was literally choked mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. Um, and Taz <laughs> really kicked the hell out of him before that mm-hmm. on his neck. And there's just so much, I would say, watch this match back out of, if you have two, mm-hmm. two matches on the show, this would be one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 5.3 out of 10, would you guys have it? I gave this match the same grade. I gave the, the Michinoku pro match was a three and a half. <laughs> I, I didn't want to overrate it though, too. Like I, I wanted to find yeah. that balance, you know, cause like, I don't want to act like I'm already treading around like those seven, eight territory. You know what I mean? Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not like, this yeah. is not like this classic to me, but yeah, 3.5 out of five. I enjoyed it. It's my favorite match that um, the Japanese six man was like surprisingly fun for me, but like, mm-hmm. but if I was, realistically going to continue to watch one match from this show it's this one for me same same what you have duke um i gave it a six out of ten overall Mm. um yeah so i actually forgot that i rated this higher than the i think because i expected this to be good yeah right um these are two of my favorite guys from ecw i love sabu as well like don't get Mm -hmm. it twisted yeah. I just, um, for me, like, Taz was the whole package. Like, he could carry the company and did, mm-hmm. you know, where Sabu, we'll get to the 
the end of this match, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is exactly what Sabu needed, mm-hmm. you know, because Sabu would go on, you know, with RVD and Fonzie after this, and, like, that was really all he needed because before, yeah. previously, he had Paulie talking for him, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, now Sabu, without that mouthpiece, I think you can't really do a whole lot with him. I mean, mm-hmm. ECW fans appreciated his in-ring work and stuff, but I think when you have an obnoxious mouthpiece, I think that just pushes you <laughs> over the top, you know? And who's better than Fonzie? Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely want to put over um, that chain wrestling, though, early on in this match mm-hmm. for, for people, like, to show Sabu's... Because he's the guy who everybody remembers for the jumping, flying table yeah. spots. And, dude, you mentioned it. It's, like, kind of endearing because it's, like, you, you mess up, you do it again. But mm-hmm. the chain wrestling, he shows he can work, too. You know, it was really crisp work from Sabu. And... uh you know, yeah, at one point he had the Taz mission on Taz towards the end, <laughs> which I thought was cool. And it was really fun. It that was, was cool. I like that, too. Yeah. And, I, you know, honestly, I was never I was always RVD instead of Sabu. By the time mm-hmm. I tuned in, they were kind of joined at the hip. But I was always RVD instead of Sabu. Taz, I was never a huge fan. And, and mm-hmm. watching it back, though, I guess it just shows my ability to just kind of uh, appreciate guys that i wasn't even a fan of which is the trend when we watch a lot of this but i mean we just put over brian christopher you know what i'm saying so say no mm-hmm. more like yeah, yeah. we're not always like super high on these guys at the time but it's cool to look back on it and realize just what they gave to the to the business yeah i also think like that's commendable like on your part you know like you go in kind of with a fresh point of view and you give you know, this stuff a chance. We've talked about it many times, like guys that we didn't really appreciate way back in the day, John Boy, when we watched this old WWF stuff. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, man, like like a guy like Earthquake, you know, like mm-hmm. I never gave Earthquake love. And now I'm like, what an idiot I am. Like this guy was so good. Like go back further. Size, Pat Patterson, watching sure, a lot of Pat Patterson. Sure. I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't want to date ourselves here because these guys will be like, who the heck's that? You know, but I mean, just guys like the guy that's going to be coming up in this triple threat match, Terry Mm -hmm. Funk. Like, I mean, Terry Funk, you talk about a guy that had influence on the business. You have a Japanese wrestler naming himself after you. Yeah. You know, like. Jumbo Saruta trained by the Funks, like yeah. incorporating that American style, like that's a big deal, man. And like, he continues to be appreciated. I mean, what as he Kingston absolutely. says, he's the greatest yeah. of all time. Moxley yeah. clearly influenced by Terry Funk, and yeah. the list goes on yeah. even modern day. Dick Slater was a carbon copy of him, right? You, you know, yeah. so like I think it's cool that to your credit, you go back and you're like. Man, this guy was actually pretty good. You know what I mean? That's like, the fun. Can... No, that's the fun part. I think of watching yeah. these shows when we do these is like um, watching with the fresh eyes and realizing, mm-hmm. you know, I guess there was um, there was a time and a place for for all this stuff, ECW, like, and and appreciating it at the time. I did, but not this kind of stuff. I was more like, oh my god, Rob Van Dam's flying through the air. Mm-hmm. Spike yeah. Dudley's getting thrown into the crowd, but. The wrestling yep. between and the story between Taz yeah. and Sabu, I really do appreciate it now. So, yeah, That's this was one a good thing one. that ECW and we talked about it um, 
during the highs and lows episode um you know you you think ecw hardcore wrestling but like they had some good actual wrestling too you know like and it was just it was just like the island of misfit toys where you know who would have thought al snow would ever be over anywhere you know like and that guy went to ecw Mm -hmm. and probably made a lot of money because the wwe saw that and they were like hey bring that here yeah yeah you know like and the list goes on like um raven you know like Mm -hmm. he was a he was a cruiserweight yeah and then he goes to ecw and he he finds this gimmick and you know wcw ends up hiring him you know Mm -hmm. and like gets a pretty you know pretty featured spot on a lot of weeks you know even so, even like, uh terry funk got a, a another you know resurgence yeah yep he ECW. ended up going to wwe you know and hopefully th- these guys all got that payday you know that they yeah. that they were looking for you know I, I that's what i hope for but yeah i do want to mention really really quick rvd getting sabu's back post-match like i said they were always linked at the hip from the time i started watching ecw but um trained together it's always been cool to see them together They're, they they were always mm-hmm. so complimentary their styles and stuff like that but um definitely one of my favorite tag teams of all time right yeah very cool so you you mentioned it duke the, the three-way dance including terry funk was coming up next it was going to be terry funk stevie richards and the sandman the winner would immediately get a shot at champion raven world champion raven right after this match which isn't always the case when you do these kind of things and the same night stuff, you know, okay, mm-hmm. winner's going to fight the champion later tonight or later. This is pretty cool. I mean, it's it's different, and I like it, actually. Like, right after the match, you're going into your title match, and we yeah. would see the winner do that. Um, So Terry Funk, we mentioned how loved he is by fans and wrestlers now, and then maybe for some people, like I said, the best of all time. Sure, we could hear that argument. Um. But this is a weird thing for him to fit into, like, this style, this genre, these three styles. Let's go through it. Stevie Richards, Sandman, and Terry Funk, all different, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, how did this match work out for you guys? Go ahead, Duke. Um, So the story, I thought, was cool. Like, the lead-up, um, Terry Funk, like, one last you know, one last run, trying to get mm-hmm. that one last shot. Uh, do you guys know the song Desperado? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they would, they would play that. Like that was his like theme song when he mm-hmm. would come out, which mm-hmm. is so different from ECW. Like it's yeah. all this hard rock and it's like yeah, yeah, then this, Desperado. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, like this yeah. soft little song. Soft country. <laughs> yeah. So like the lead up was cool. Stevie coming into his own, you know, yeah. like he was, always like raven's little flunky and now he's got the blue world order with him and he's Mm -hmm. like that promo you mentioned earlier john like he said it's not about big stevie cool like i thought that was cool so i think they got you you invested in the storyline and then of course you throw in sam in because like he's the the hardcore icon or whatever you know so like like you mentioned three contradictory styles um one thing once again like respect you know the crowd like to this old veteran like this crowd was i mean he's in there with the sandman dude and like the terry the terry chance broke out right away yeah 
And the yeah. Sandman offers him a beer. Spunk turns yeah, it like, down. I, I skipped I through the entrance was... for anyone who, who you know, for anyone listening who has not seen a Sandman entrance, seek it out on YouTube, not away away from Peacock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and watch the Sandman. Yes, mm-hmm. watch the Sandman entrance. But you got the whole entrance. You got the whole presentation. The story bloodied of the up build. before he even gets in there, Sandman. Bloodied up before yeah, he even course. gets to the ring. Yep. It's funny. This guy, I mean, always coming in looking like he just got done like a roofing job <laughs> down in like, you know, Port Richmond. And he's just, yeah. so, but what did you guys uh, do? You mentioned the build um, with Terry Funk and this final dance and this one last ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess if I was watching back then, it maybe would have seemed obvious or did it not? Do you remember how you felt back then? I do remember. You know what's funny? I wanted Stevie to win. Oh, mm, I can see that. Because Stevie was like, you know, Raven was like abusive towards him. You <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah. he would he would beat him up and he would slap him and stuff. And like Stevie was like this young up and comer. I would see Stevie at Franklin Mills Mall, dude. That's right. I would see Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie walking around the mall. And like Both he was Philly. Always, both from Philly. Yeah, so always very nice. Like I would always say hi to him and stuff. So I guess that probably, you know, yeah, he had that yeah, going for him and stuff. For sure. Um so yeah, I was pulling for I was pulling for the big Stevie Cole in this one. But overall I thought the match was kind of a, a hot mess, honestly. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, like contradictory styles can sometimes work, but I'm not a big fan of triple threat matches to begin with. Um well, I want to I ask mean, you guys still... both, um, do you and Frank, like, because this one was elimination rules, which can help. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have a triangle match or triple threat, like at least this one was when one man's pinned, he doesn't, the guy doesn't yeah, win. Not the old... man's yeah, eliminated. Exactly. Yeah. You, Frank, you like that for a three-way or no? Ultimately, yes, because I want to see a one-on-one match. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. like it, it eliminates exactly. a guy from the equation and it's like, okay, now mm-hmm. these are the last two. So like ultimately, yes. Um, but in this one, like Stevie gets eliminated first, right? Um, mm-hmm. which for a wrestling match's sake is kind of a bummer because then you're stuck with watching a Sandman one on one match, right? But but um I would have liked it maybe just to be, you know, the first pinfall takes it just since the we're gonna do another match like right after. And like even when I scored it, I kind of scored both matches as one. I don't know if you guys did like an interview. I did the same okay. thing. Yeah, I was just like, okay. I took the whole thing in totality, you know, yeah. with my score. Um, Yeah, like I kind of thought the match was a bit of a mess as well. You know what I mean? Um, It's just stuff not working out. <laughs> I think the way they planned <laughs> with ladders and spots and different things, you know, and it just, but, um, but it also added to that, that Terry Funk lore. And I don't know if you guys remember when we did the dream matches, I had a CM Punk versus, Terry Funk cage match like randomly like That's as right. like a match. and it's because of like this time in ECW that I love so much and like mm-hmm. how the crowd you guys were saying the crowd was cheering him over Sandman even mm-hmm. and it's just like the mystique that was built in his time there you know and it just it, that's like the terry funk like that i know that's the only terry funk i've ever seen like actually okay. at the you know not ever now i've seen much more terry funk but sure. you know growing up that's how i thought of terry mm-hmm. funk really so it's like all of that is like it adds to the lore of Terry Funk and us and and makes me enjoy watching this a little more than maybe it deserves it from a match standpoint. Cause it's like it's not boring, but it's not good either. Technically good, I guess. Um, so you know, it is what it is, but 
back to like the being like an elimination. I just wish, and it's never going to happen, but like Duke was cheering for Stevie. I wish it would have been San, I mean, Funk and Stevie as the last two guys if we're going to mm-hmm. eliminate somebody, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't meant to be. Same well, also, you can... if you're going to have an elimination match, you should probably actually be eliminated and leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Another point. part of the like yeah. hot mess situation. Mess. That yeah, happened. exactly. Yeah. We also had Tommy Dreamer on commentary, I should mention. So um, he joined yeah. Joey Styles, which was cool. Um, I think you guys are right, though. If you want to mask the Sandman's, you know, inabilities, you probably don't put them in a 20-minute match. Um, yeah. Because, you know, that you're going to start to expose some things. And that's where I had a problem with it. Like some of the latter. There were just too many botches, too much slop. Yeah. You, you set out mm-hmm. Sabu, you accept it. With these guys... I didn't feel like that. I felt nah, like it was yeah. taking away from the match and taking away from the story, if you will. Uh, Funk was still I in think, there doing neck breakers and trying to get it, you know, yeah. actual wrestling in there. But I think like we've talked about like the overproduction of pro wrestling. Yeah. But like, I think that some production is good. Right. Know? And I think that Paulie was great because he would be like, all right, guys, like you're artists, you know, like go out and paint your picture. But at the same time, like you, you know, you gotta be a director a bit, you yeah, know, I think. And if, sure. if I think they could have benefited from that if they, you know, I think overall this whole show lacked a lot of that. A lot mm-hmm. of like weird stuff happening, like during this match, big dick Dudley comes out. Like, yeah. Or yeah. is that on the second part? Is that the, it's the, the second, second part? part. It's the second okay. Part. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get to that, I guess. But part. regardless, you got the Blue World Order ringside for this whole yeah. thing. Sandman's literally throwing ladders around, which was his thing. But they're just, mm-hmm. it's just gonna. At one point, he dove over the top rope. It was so sloppy. He didn't even hit the ladder. Like he was, he kind of <laughs> tipped the ladder, and it was, uh, you know. And they tried to sell it like he hit him, but um, yeah, Dude, I think Sandman leg drops from the top rope too. It's like, mm-hmm. bro, how are your legs not broken the way like? Yep. He, the he would he hit it. the the plant leg, yeah. the leg that wasn't gonna hit the move would always hit first, and it's like, bro, <laughs> you're gonna break your legs, dude. Yep. You kill me. Yeah. Well, how about Terry Funk's moonsault thing... off the ladder, though? That oh, was yeah. very scary. Jesus. Yeah, dude. One thing I always liked about Sandman though were his sneakers. Yeah, because <laughs> he would wear like I remember he would wear like Sean Kemp sneakers. That's funny. Yeah, okay. Reeboks. I Reeboks, think they're called right? like Rainmakers or something. <laughs> I think he might have had um the shack gnosis at one point like the ones <laughs> that were funny. like a, yeah like i know what you're talking about exactly you like the circles yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i always enjoyed that anymore like zubas yeah yeah like typical philadelphia like you know yeah. garbage man yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly but yeah it did get very sloppy you guys mentioned stevie going out and towards the end i mean i feel like sandman versus raven i probably you know i i would assume would have been fun for the crowd maybe sandman gets the mm-hmm. moment he had already been champion here though correct was he already yeah, mm-hmm. ecw champion mm-hmm. right yeah okay so yeah they brought out bar- barbed wire towards the end funk covered sandman and barbed wire it was pretty sandman freaking covered wild himself in barbed wire. oh yeah sandman covered himself <laughs> yeah, in barbed wire. Was, yeah that was gross but like you real said, barbed uh, wire by the way yeah yes you can see no, it no sticking gimmicks. to their skin yeah dude Ooh. no gimmicks here but you mentioned it, Duke, how big Stevie Cool still on the apron, <laughs> distracting, <laughs> distracting the Sandman. So wasn't it so weird? Like, yeah, yeah it's very it weird. was a little weird. Funk put the trash can over his head. Smashed the <laughs> yeah. Wall. And yeah. then he just hits the big moonsault. It's the big moonsault. Half salt. 
Yeah, this one at the end of the day, for what it was, just um, forgettable, sadly. You'll remember yeah. Funk winning, uh, you know, going on to win the match. One but... thing, though, one thing that they did do, they sent the crowd home happy. Yeah. You know, well, like the WWE yes, yeah. current day. Might <laughs> Why are we going there? Might want to go. I'm just saying the WWE you know, might want to look back. What time is this. it? I got I got a therapy, <laughs> therapy appointment for this. Yeah. Um, just give up. That's what I did. I just gave up. I haven't right? showered. I haven't watched Raw. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just AW live right. this week. I'll be I'll be enjoying that. But maybe take a lesson from. ECW in 1997 on sending the, the folks home happy, yeah. except for Frank. Well, all all 1,000 people, all 1,100 people, they did get, <laughs> well, at least Terry Funk won this match, but he still had to, let's, we're going to rate this thing entirety in, in its entirety, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll go back, yeah. yeah. Okay, because uh, Terry Funk did get the win, and he goes on to face world champion Raven. Via the moonsault, the 53-year-old Terry Funk. 53-year-old mm-hmm. man, and uh, after Looks he went 70, ahead. by the way. Yeah, no. He's always looked seventy, though. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> True, in a way. But if you watch like that eighty, you know, eighty to eighty-five, oh, for sure. where he's wearing yeah, the yeah, short yeah. trunks, he's kind of mm-hmm. thick. Yeah. Like no, he yeah, looks no, great. Yeah. But sure. I hear you from a like from our time time on. Yeah. He always looked. Yeah. By the time it was nineteen ninety, he looked like a seventy-year-old yes, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Still That's true because like eighty-nine, like when he was mm-hmm. fighting Flair, like he looked like an old man. Yeah. Right. Um. But, but I yes, love him. Yeah, exactly. But we love him. They didn't always love him. Took me a while. Oh, I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. Well, yeah, uh, you were a stupid, disrespectful little prick. <laughs> also, he scared the, the shit out of me as a kid, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. the only yeah. exposure I had pre-ECW, besides the WCW stuff, was him spitting tar and and, and oh, you know, yeah, his yeah. Uh, his yeah. his uh, dip into the camera yeah. on WWF, mm-hmm. you know, in '85, '86. So the first Michael Terry Funk match. All that. The first Terry Funk match I ever saw was barbed wire with Sabu. Oh God, I can't. You know what I mean? Like talk about match, brutal. Dude. Like, oh, I cannot. I was just talking legit. Um, last Sunday, yeah, last Sunday I was talking to Teddy about this. I said I I cannot watch that that match. Mm-hmm. It is disgusting. It is. Yeah, I, I, when it gets caught in his bicep, I'm out. Oh uh-huh. my God, it's brutal. That's brutal. It's I so think gross. That. I could dude. picture that whole. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, never how did I watch that, that again. as a fourteen-year-old kid? I not, think we—it's funny because, like, I remember when Sid broke his leg. John, you and I rewound that yeah. over Man, and we, over and over. I can't even yeah, watch that we now. Were, I know, but do you remember that though? We rewound oh, that over and over and over <laughs> yeah. again. Like Take Vince bust, Vince busting his shit was funny though. Because you didn't, but see you don't any. see the bones. You didn't yeah, see yeah. anything right. exactly. Yeah. He's just sitting there like. <laughs> Yeah. Frank will tell you dude. at Ring of Honor, he's like, bro, I just saw Dante's injury on because we looked it on the phone. Yeah. He's like, you want to see? I'm like kind of looking nope. at it out of the corner of my eye because yeah. I don't know if I no. He goes, is you it know? Sid bad? And I'm like, it's up, <laughs> yeah. it's up there. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, like, up, it's there. up there. It's not Sid bad. Teddy actually showed me that. That's why we went into the Sid injury. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then we were talking about gross stuff, and that's when we got to the, the barbed wire thing. I want to know <laughs> from any of the listeners, though, like where you rank Terry Funk. There's a lot of people, like I said, that, that crown him as their top goat, and I and I respect yeah. the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. But anybody listening, where is are you a super Terry Funk fan? Do you think he's an all-time great? Obviously, but where does he rank for you as a favorite? I'm curious if there's another guy, fan. too, that I think was ahead of his time terry funk yeah for sure mm-hmm. and could fit in any era though clearly right for clearly. sure yeah yep. proved it. clearly 
So we went what on to the guys. Book. Hold yeah. on before we go further, because <laughs> we're we're on this subject and it's making me laugh to myself. So what do you think is the funniest? What's funnier, Titus O'Neil running out to the and ring and because f- yo, I watched that. I bet I watched that fifty times. <laughs> yeah. Is it that or is it Vince? It's Vince for me. That's easy. Is it Vince? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it is. Because yeah, I he sits there and he sits. He's so <laughs> mad. He's so mad. Oh, so also mad. too, right before him coming out, he How? throws his jacket on. Yeah, the ground. he's so <laughs> yep. pissed off to begin with. That shit yep. makes the whole thing makes me laugh. It's not just the fall or hurting himself. Right, you know, like good. the whole thing. I was surprised because, like John Boy, you know, you're obviously Uncle Vince. You know, you're on the <laughs> yeah, payroll yeah. and everything. I wasn't sure that you would think it was funny, but yeah, that's cool. Listen, if no, you haven't looked you... that up, listeners, look up. Vince McMahon tears both his quads. You, you, yeah. you sickos were saying how funny it was about Shane last weekend, and I did not roll with that. I did not agree. With I don't that. think it's funny. I just don't give a shit because I don't I, think it's karmic to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't try to wrestle on WrestleMania, bud. Yeah, that's exactly. all. Well, I was saying that, but but with Vince, man, like Frank said, like he came out so angry, which we would come to find it was apparently his shoot. Like they weren't yeah, supposed no, to fall they, out. Yeah, they messed yeah. up. Yeah, they botched. The How the hell do you time of... it that perfectly, right? <laughs> I which, know. But I thought he was like coming oh, out as a work, man. like trying to act, but he was so mad. <laughs> throwing yeah, his t- How great. many times have we watched that? Honestly. Dude, so oh, my God. Times. I show so that to people times. too all the time. Yeah. Like, you want to see something funny? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, Frank, spots. you remember the time? How much time do we spend watching YouTube? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Watching mm-hmm. funny stuff. You're the you're For the sure. sole reason in life that I've ever seen anything on Saturday Night Live. Because <laughs> oh, I've never seen an episode of Saturday Night Live, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know everything all about Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan on Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live. Yeah. Shout out to right. Dominican Lou. I'm so proud of Hank. <laughs> Dominican Lou. Yeah, that was uh I don't know how we got on that topic, but Terry Funk, middle aged yeah. and crazy. We go everywhere. We go <laughs> that's because we're middle middle aged and crazy now. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, right? But yeah. um also middle aged and crazy currently, I guess someone say is Raven. He's he's pretty uh he's pretty <laughs> wild. True current yeah, day. True. But um it was gonna be Raven versus Terry Funk, main event, world title on the line, ECW championship. Terry Funk all the fans on his side. I mean, I know Raven got that promo earlier, but it felt like there was no 10% really out yeah. there. They all love Terry Funk. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, Dreamer Raven still was on pretty commentary. hated in ECW too. Mm-hmm. But once yeah. again, like, I think that's cool about their fans. They would boo mm-hmm. these awful human beings. You yeah. Know? yeah. Right. Um, this match started with basically Terry Funk dripping blood all yeah, over the mat mm-hmm. and, and all over the floor. It was pretty brutal. And um, yeah, I feel like, you know, Tommy Dreamer on commentary added a little bit to it. He was, you know, very serious. And and he was like, he was here to watch this, I guess, yeah. as a, um, you know, as a fan, but also, I mean, he's a known Terry Funk Mark too. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, well, sure he was, was cool. also, you know, like he was a, a tag team partner of Funk and stuff. Yeah. You know, and his hands are tied, you know what I mean? Out of respect. Yeah, I thought I thought that was cool. Um, you mentioned like the tone, like the seriousness of it. Like yeah, Joey Styles was talking to him. He's like, Joey, I can't talk right now. Did you guys catch that part? Yeah, he told him just leave him alone and he wants to watch just like and Joey's like, Oh, I'm sorry, Tommy. You know, like I thought Mm -hmm. that was cool how they treated it. And when the exactly. fans are yelling for Tommy, 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 you know what I mean? And like, he's like, they don't understand. I can't. 
<laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just like yep. the drama, you know? Yeah. The drama. I like that's why I did like this uh segment of yeah. this main event with the with the Raven versus Funk stuff was <clears throat> significantly better than that three-way, in my opinion. Even though it was very short, we only got seven minutes and twenty mm -hmm. seconds of this. But yeah, Terry Funk bleeding all over the mat. Raven was stomping this, you know, this old timer and uh Funk battered and bruised. Raven was just uh, pretty ruthless. I thought, you know, some of the stuff, like the spots where they, you know, they set up the table again, Raven's flying and just basically throwing his body into Funk. Funk, Funk took a lot of punishment this whole night, but that's, I guess, yeah. what Terry Funk did, right? But um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty quick. It was pretty ruthless. But in the end, Terry Funk did win the ECW title at 53 years old. And like you said, Duke, ending ECW and their first ever pay-per-view on a very high note, a very good mm -hmm. note very historic note it's the first of its kind and we end the night with this legend then legend now as the champion which added a lot of credibility that are title too right for i guess even though he's 53 right but oh 100 percent. i mean yeah for sure like you know because if you're a wrestling fan you knew who terry funk was you know mm -hmm. what i mean like um and i think for them to I think for them to crown him at their first pay-per-view says everything about what they thought of him, you know, which is, I, I think that's ECW. Once again, I think they treated their legends with respect, man. Like they did like to, to put, you have a 53 year old man in the main event of your first ever pay-per-view, you know, mm -hmm. like that's respect, dude. I think how old was um Chris Jericho when he main evented, you know, and won the title on their um because like I feel like God, so yeah, that's I four was, years ago. I right? think he was 49 or something like that, or something like okay. that. He's up there, uh, pushing but not 50. quite. Yeah. Let me okay. see what his age is right now. But they took a page. He's 52 you know, not... right now. So yeah, he's okay. probably 48, 49, something like in that ballpark. One thing um about like I don't want to get too far ahead, but I don't want to forget to mention it. Terry Funk, um you know, in the build up to this, he kept saying, like, we're going to do it our way. I don't know if you guys remember that at all. Oh, yeah. But he would he would hold his arm up and he would say our way, our <laughs> way. And then mm -hmm. after the match, like the crowd, like he he says it like in the crowd again as he's bleeding all over these poor <laughs> fans. people. I know. Yeah. But uh, it, it was just funny. Would you Funks? have like oh, grabbed sorry. hold of Terry Funk if he jumped 100%. in the crowd? Bloody mess! One hundred percent. He was a crimson mask, full crimson mask. I am not. I won't even like drink after people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, if it's Terry Funk, you can bleed in my mouth. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, are you guys gonna hug this man if he comes up to hug you? Yeah, probably. Like, and I'm that guy. I'm like, don't. No, I don't like people yeah. touching me and gross, right. especially yeah, if you're little yeah. gross. But. I yeah, think I'd be I would in the moment. Absolutely hug that yeah. guy. 100%. That's really funny. Because I thought the same thing because he hugs like hat guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bleeding all yeah. over him. And I, I would I'm like, I'll bathe in your blood, brother. Come That's here. That's hug. <laughs> like I'm yeah, a the... big and this is also like, you know, this is twenty, what'd you say, John? Twenty six years ago. Yeah. Yep. Twenty six. So like obviously as we get older, we appreciate these guys so much more, you know, yeah. like I'm so grateful that I got to meet him, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like, and I got to meet like Harley race, you know, oh, that's and, cool. Like, yeah. Like, Harley race. One, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't have to get it. It had <laughs> to be, it had to be at, um, one of those sign of manias. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. But, that's uh, cool. You were, you were very you got... stoked about that one. 
You oh were really God, hype dude. about that. Yeah, was that like, when you I'm met Snooko? So... Same time? No. Oh, okay. Glad I didn't go. I yeah, that was it must have been a sign of Manny you weren't at or something, yeah, yeah. which is weird. Right? Yeah. But yeah, Snooka, you guys both bitched out on me that time. <laughs> I went by myself, dude. I had yeah. an epiphany. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. I was in bed watching WCW for some reason, and it was a Lex Luger match. And I got an email. Lex Luger is going to be appearing at blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, what yeah. the hell are the odds of that? And mm-hmm. I went by myself, man. It was awesome. I had a moment with Ricky Steamboat. Like, nice. right. You, yeah, you sent me that one right away. But yeah, I'm so I'm so thankful, you know, because you don't respect these guys. You respect them, but you don't really appreciate them, I think. Yeah. And the, when you're a kid, you know, you yeah, just yeah, don't get Yeah, you're dumb. It. You're young and dumb. Yeah, man. and like, mm-hmm. but now, like, I'm so thankful, like. I mean, I got to meet Terry Funk and Harley Race in the same day. Like that's, yeah, that's pretty, crazy. pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. last weekend, WrestleMania, I did the WrestleCon, which was first of those I went to in a long time. And you start to mm-hmm. see some of these other guys that are retired, and you're just like, I'm showing Sharon, like, oh damn, that's this guy, that's this guy, and mm-hmm. you're like, they did, they meant something to us at one point, you know, yeah. like they're, they're all some of these old timers. And I even said to her, I'm like, damn, like five years ago, there would have been a lot more people here, like uh, as far as wrestlers, but they just keep. They just keep go, getting man. older and keep going, yep. man. It's unfortunate, but it's a dying yep. breed, man. It really is. A lot of those yep. guys, literally, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I want to mention real quick uh, before we give our scores and wrap it up. You said it, Duke. Like Big Dick Dudley getting involved. Dreamer <laughs> did get involved, despite not you know he, uh, he said his yeah. hands were tied, but um, Dreamer got involved. That woman, Reggie Bennett or something, came in and tried to pile drive Funk or powerbomb Funk. And it was so bad. It was so random. <laughs> it was just like it was a mess. The, it got yeah, it, it was it was a du- lot of mess. Like the big dick Dudley thing was just so weird because it's like you're a Dudley. Dudley. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. what I like, was saying what, this morning. Like well, why a are Dudley you... out here? <laughs> yeah, and like so like he goes to choke slam Dreamer oh, and Dreamer so instead choke slams him and he just kind of like gives just him a jumps. nice little yeah, yeah, jump yeah. push. Yeah. He kind of didn't get him by the neck. He though. didn't get him up. Dude, that crowd didn't kill him for it. They went crazy because no. someone yeah. still went through those stack tables. Stack exactly. Tables, you know? exactly yeah. Those bloodthirsty monsters still got what they wanted. Yeah. They did those 1,100 strong. They got their, <laughs> um, they got their, um, you know, their, their blood at the end. I feel like, I don't know, man. Terry Funk winning the title, you know, hoisting it up with the crimson mask. It's an iconic image. Tommy Dreamer celebrating with him mm-hmm. in the crowd. Like you said, dude, mm-hmm. sent the crowd home happy. With this and the match before it, the three-way, I think all in all, I'll give it a nice, solid 5.1 out of 10. Okay. It was an enjoyable segment. Whole yeah, yeah. Whole thing. You know what yeah. I mean? It went from bad to good, and that's, the good, you know, that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. What'd you guys have? Um, I... It was another part of like I just enjoy the people involved, you know. And yeah. I'm not even a huge Stevie guy, but like I like mm-hmm. Stevie. Duke, were you with me when we went to some random like hardcore oh, yeah. show? Oh like, yeah, there. Uh, oh yeah, where Stevie oh, yeah. won the belt, right? Yeah, it Stevie was seven hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Um, but whatever that show was, but uh, yeah, like um, that was Oof. like you know, so like I like Stevie, I just never loved him, but like Terry Funk, I'm a big like I I love Terry Funk. So like I enjoyed all of it, and I want to point out, um, like how good Terry Funk is in like 
selling stuff, you know, and like there was a moment when like he's blinded by his blood against Raven and he throws these punches and he just whiffs and falls to the ground, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like such a random little moment that added so much. It's like this old man who's battered and can't even see mm-hmm. and then he's still swinging. Yep. It just shows like his kind of character. And I just stuff like that. Funk always did really good to me. He could make it funny, but still realistic. And it felt real, you know, like serious, yeah. you know, so like I just want to give him love overall, though. I was just like John Boy. I gave the two matches, the entire segment, a two and a half stars out of five. Okay. About yeah. Right down the middle for me. Like, I mean, I enjoy all, all of it. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I enjoy seeing Funk with the belt. You know, mm-hmm. like the payoff is makes it all worth it. I don't think exactly each match is not a two and a half out of five for me. <laughs> exactly. They're bo- both matches, you know, but combining everything sure. into one package, I, I like the ending. That matters, yeah, though. Yeah. I mean, we were a little harder Absolutely. on last week's WrestleMania main event because yeah. of the final. So there we go. Well, let me ask you guys. You know, like, um, Frank, you watch Game of Thrones all the way through. Yes. How'd you like the ending to that? Oh, my God. Ruined it. Ruined if, the whole series. Almost. Okay. There you, you know go. I mean? Right? Like, it's crazy. Like, so if you wrap it up, like, you know, the right way or, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It It just makes the experience that much better. Like, Call me old fashioned. I like when the good guys win, you know, <laughs> like it, it's cool to have a different thing. But like in this, their first pay-per-view, right, like right. the old Desperado riding off into the sunset. Like I thought it was the perfect ending and the it crowd was well booked. looked. Yeah. And the crowd, look at them. They ate it up, man. Yeah. They're they're carrying their old bloodied guy off. And to look to your point, Frank, about like um Terry Funk, like I think a believability yeah. like about him as another thing that is attractive to fans. Like, cause even I remember when, uh, when he came back against Ric Flair in 1989, like he jumps Ric Flair and like, I was so mad at him, you know, <laughs> like he piled drove him and broke yeah. his neck, quote unquote, yeah. like through a table yeah. and stuff. And like, I think that believability I don't know. I think that wins people over. You can see that in this hardcore wrestling promotion that they're cheering for a 53 year old dude, you know, to win it all. So um, I enjoyed it too. Like, I don't think it's any kind of all time or anything like that, but it seems like we're all in the same vein with our scoring. I gave it a five out of 10. Okay. Okay. So we're pretty much all in them for the whole, yeah, for the whole like, shebang yeah. of it you know because mm-hmm. i thought the first part was a hot mess i probably would have preferred just him and raven but maybe they thought that wouldn't work yeah. you know in a in a prolonged period of time his terror right. was winding down but yeah but he well, still wrestles it, like 27 exactly. minutes or something like yeah between the yeah. two matches you know and it takes a lot of really real scary quick, bumps um stevie's going through some health issues right now i don't know oh, if you guys he? saw so yeah i wanted to send yeah. him some love if anybody you know, believes in the power of prayer, good vibes, whatever it is, send him to Stevie because he's a solid dude. And real cool. Yeah, yeah. Wish him well. And I also, in the similar vein, I don't know if you guys heard, you may have missed it, but Sabu had a scary health incident this past weekend. I heard that. I didn't At like a that. wrestling convention, they rushed him out to a hospital and it was scary. And I was worried mm-hmm. I was going to have to send you guys the text because I was kind of, yeah. I was kind of in the know right away, you know, when nobody mm-hmm. even, nobody, I don't, I still don't think anybody knows what happened, but Sabu is okay. And hopefully he continues to be okay. He, he tweeted yeah. like the next yeah, day. Yeah, man. But it was you scary. You know, we never want to see these guys mm-hmm. like, them or not you know they're human beings and you never want to see anything bad happen um 
but I'm like off the dirt sheets, so I don't really yeah, see yeah. anything. The only reason mm -hmm. I saw the Stevie thing is because I found him on Instagram. Oh, I see. And I saw him like walking with a walker and stuff. So like he's oh, fighting yeah. back already, but yeah. like yeah. yeah, we definitely want to. Well, send no, him. And, and that um same sort of uh, topic. Shout out to R.I.P. Should I say Bushwhacker Butch? Because that went oh, down yeah. last week on yep. WrestleMania weekend. One of the Bushwhackers mm -hmm. passed away. And like I said, it's you know it's it's a breed that's that's going and um. Yeah, you hope these guys, the heroes, live forever. It's just not the way it goes, but hopefully they stay in good health. So mm -hmm. hopefully Stevie bounces back, kicks out. This was fun. I feel like this event as a whole, <clears throat> low expectations, over-delivered for me. And that's always a fun thing, right? You, like, you yeah. look at something. This happened on our last show. We reviewed WrestleMania 18. I, I liked it more than I thought I would on a <laughs> rewatch. So this one, I go full score overall pay-per-view. A little bit better than a Brett four out of ten. I go four point okay. two out of ten, and wow. that means you know, look, will I ever go back and rewatch it? I probably would watch this last segment with Funk mm -hmm. going off into the sunset. You yeah. know, I'd go back and you know, on a, on a rainy day, that that Michinoku Pro match was very yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there, that's all you could ask for. What'd you guys have it rated? Um, I gave it a five out of ten mm -hmm. overall score. I don't want to overrate anything but that also it sounds worse than i felt watching it as well you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's just with and being real with like the grades of everything i thought it was fun i'll definitely now having watched like that six-man japanese match i saw it from a different perspective this time so now that's mm -hmm. different to me you know what i mean like in my heart and sabu and um taz I'll yes, watch that again. Yes, that you know too. what I mean? Like I'll watch that again and then seeing RVD come out and you know, and that whole formation like going down strong. And then the moment with Funk, like there's stuff. It's a fun show. It's not ECW's best show, but it's definitely not their worst show either. And it's their no, first pay-per-view. You know what I mean? It's their first pay-per-view. So it's sort of like I give them credit. Five sounds maybe harsh. It doesn't sound like go run and go watch it right now, but there's definitely stuff worth checking out. And you do get that flavor of what ECW is if you happen to be unfamiliar, which I don't mm -hmm. know that anybody is really anymore but you know right. if you didn't dig deep into ecw yet you know the first pay-per-view is a fun show you know yeah and we're hard yeah, we're hard um graders i would say yeah. like i well, exactly. if you go back and listen to our degeneration next pay-per-view rating i was probably lower than this so my 4.2 or whatever that's that's me being you know i'm not saying don't watch this check it out yeah, we're yeah. just trying to keep it real mm -hmm. dude what'd you have no but like five out of ten is average yeah yeah like that's not i don't think that's a bad rating if you gave it a one out of ten sure avoid mm -hmm. it you know what i mean yeah. but like like you said it's not their best but it's certainly not their worst mm -hmm. and uh john i am surprised that i thought your rating would be lower for this i thought mm. you'd be more critical of like kind of the sloppiness of it yeah um but it's funny because when i average all my scores out i get the exact score that you gave it a four oh, look at that. out of ten oh, it's exactly 4.2 we're right so, in the same there it same is spot. yeah that's funny i think there's definitely enjoyable parts of it um i would definitely urge listeners if they haven't ever watched any ecw stuff you know go look it up i mean mm -hmm. if you're a wrestling fan there's just so much content out there for you to watch and like appreciate you know, um, do you guys like this era of ECW? Um, I really like this era, like watching it again, because it's still like a very serious approach because mm -hmm. eventually they would. Mm -hmm. I know the BWOs there, but like, you know how they would get a little silly. Yeah. Do you like this era, like 97 ish rather than 98, 99? 
I, you know, I like 97 and 98. Those are probably like my, I do like 99 too, because I was really deep at that point. But 97, 98, I do love those two years of ECW like a lot, you know? And like, yeah. So I think that it's hard to see which one's my favorite. It would probably be 98, but I do enjoy 97 a lot. Because you get this historic just Taz, Sabu best. feud, you know, yeah, which yeah, is exactly. legendary. Raven's yep. still on top, which we love. Dude, that's Funk. Know? Funk and Sabu as well. There's a lot Funk. of Sabu in 97. You know what I mean? Like big moments, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. All like the icons of ECW are there at this time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like Shane Douglas, yeah. Raven, Sandman, yeah. Taz, Sabu, Dreamer. RVD, Dreamer. Like mm-hmm. all the big, you know, icons of ECW are all there. So I do think it's a good time. And it's yeah. funny because when I was a kid, I would watch WWF and I would watch NWA. And I always looked at NWA as like, oh, they're like the real wrestling because yeah. they would like bleed and stuff. And then at this time in my life, it's like WWF, WCW, but there's this ECW and they like, That's the they're kind of off script. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah. they shoot and stuff. You know, I remember so literally like, saying like, listen, I love WWF, but mm-hmm. ECW, it's like, it's real. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's the yeah. real stuff. You got to watch yep. ECW. You know I mean? Yeah. Frank, you're, you're 88, born in 88 or 87. 87. Yeah. 87. 87. So you're 10 year old Frank here. I'm, um, yeah. What am I? And I wasn't really watching old. here. I wasn't watching until no, no, right. Nine, but what, I was going like, to ask yeah. you, like, would you have been able to watch something like this? Um, we like I said, we didn't have cable, so we weren't ordering pay per views. Uh, but I, my uncle would let me watch wrestling on his box, you know, and I would go over there and watch. That's so why I watched a lot of wrestling that way. And I was, I, my ECW was watching Channel Forty Eight and getting mm-hmm. all these recaps and mm-hmm. being told to buy the tapes and all that. And like you said, going to the booth and watching the crazy shit on the screen, whatever they were playing. And, you know, it was a lot of that. It was, I had to dig up a lot of the ECW stuff for me, but you know, I just wasn't, like I said, the we blood just, though, you know, the blood was pretty graphic yeah. for 10 years. I watched this every Whoa. Friday night when I was 11, you know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. I, when I, I I didn't catch on when I was 10 yet, but when I was 11, I was watching Friday night at 10 PM in my bedroom on a little 12 inch TV or whatever yeah. it was, yep, you know, yep. like religiously. So not just the blood though, either. Cause the like lady, you mentioned yeah, the, the tapes, Frank, yeah. remember witness the night. Come mm-hmm. on. Come on. I want to read. I never yeah. read like, it. Yeah. yeah. They would have like porn stars mm-hmm. like on their show. So like, it wasn't just blood. It was cursing. It was yeah. girls, you know, like all that stuff. Shout mm-hmm. out to, uh, my boy, Paul Corbin. Do you remember Paul? Do you know Paul yeah, Corbin? Yeah, yeah. Duke? yeah. Paul yeah. Corbin. Um, who also went to that uh extreme that wrestling that, show. Well, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean that we went to. Uh that was like brutal. he uh he's he's go he still goes to the XPW shows and you said speaking of like porn stars or like the girls, he's yeah. but friends with Jasmine St. Clair and he, oh, okay, he cool. invited me to the XPW show because Jasmine St. Clair was getting tickets or whatever. So I just nice. think it's funny. Shout out to Paul if he ever listens, yeah. but uh it's just funny. But you know, they had the raunchy side to ECW for sure. And sure. I just, that was part of why 11, 12 year old me. Sure, exactly. like, this sure. is the coolest show I've ever that seen. That was part of why 18 year old me was yeah, into it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. sad. Francine. Yeah. Francine. Love all timer. All timer. I, I agree. And her fighting with Don Marie every week Ooh. reliably. I loved it. Yep. <laughs> As a kid, well, I'm curious. It. I'm curious to know what the the listeners think of you know ECW in that '97 era. Francine, ECW barely legal '97, the first ever pay per view. We reviewed it. We ranked it. We went back in time. That was fun. 
to to actually check in with ECW. We've been so sent uh WWE centric current day mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So this was cool to go back. Uh shout out, you know, Zerm, all, all the listeners, we want to hear your thoughts. We know you usually break it down. Apologies to Ed for our um continued scales of a one to ten and a star yeah, ratings stars. mixing your Listen, head up mixing hey, your head well, up. i know end, it's, it's me at this point now it's me at this point Ed, because <laughs> i refuse to give up the stars i'm so stuck on star ratings you mm-hmm. know and i blame uh big dave for that exactly. but uh, i it's feel like his stars get out of control so i, I just like the star rating but I, I try to give both so just so it makes sense nah, I think that's, well, it'll, end, be right. it'll be all right it'll be all right also, at the end, you do the ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that 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 helps him a little bit. I'm sure. Yeah. Hopefully, we didn't mess your brain up, Ed. You're not feeling like Terry Funk here, um, middle aged and crazy. But at least we are. I'm off the pickle system, you know. That's true. That's right. I didn't use the flaps, the extensions, none no of extension. that. No extension. Nah, I take it seriously. <laughs> Gotta respect it. It's extension. Um, <laughs> so this has been fun. This has been a trip down memory lane. ECW one night stand. Until next time, it's been the East-West Connection. We'll be back next week again talking some wrestling. Hope you enjoyed this. And, uh, yeah, get well, Stevie. Good call, dude. Yes, sir. Everybody stay safe. Let's go Sixers, baby. Let's go.